broadcast here, Jared. Yeah. It's never a show. It's a library. And this time, mm. a lot of people don't understand that there's a few things that we have to deal with when we're doing these kind of broadcasts. And we deal with Space Baby on our headphones right now. Nobody else has to deal with it. That's right. We bear that cross. Straight you. up, Doc. <laughs> That's right. Straight up, Doc. Uh, How you doing, Jared? I'm great, man. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm having a fucking blast. Right? We're back. It's beautiful. <laughs> Dude, you know what's... Okay, let's go down the list of yeah. a few things that are beautiful. Okay. One. Skies are blue. <laughs> <laughs> Your fucking mohawk is on point. Yeah, I know. It feels good, too. Does it feel good? Yeah, just, it's kind of it's kind of grown out a little bit now, but it felt good just feeling like my skull, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It's kind of nice. You're rocking it. It looks great. Feels great. I'm glad. That's that's You just checked all the boxes for Mohawk, <laughs> you know? Only I had help with the back. See, that's the thing. You get it wet right out of the shower, and you comb it mm-hmm. all one direction, so you get that part. Yeah, yeah. You just down the part. The line. Beauty. When when we were learning how to shave heads when I was in late high school, early college, we referred to the line. And a lot of people didn't – when you were saying, I want, I want to shave the sides of my head, which is basically a fat mohawk, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's it, except for you don't round over the curve. You just kind of – You don't come up over the top. Yeah. And it took me years before I ended up getting a full-on mohawk, kind of like what you got rocking there. I was in Seattle at the time. What, I got like a two-inch – Two inch width, what do you think? Yeah, you're two and a half, About maybe. Two, yeah. two and an eighth, it's somewhere a nice in there. thick, like Mr. T. It, it's know. the meat. Basically, it, what you're doing is you're splitting from the middle of your eyes. If you drew a line from there the middle go. of your eyes up, that's your line. There you go. It's a good line, strong yeah. line. Your mohawk looks great, and it tapers in the back, which is pro. Yeah, right? Well, that's where I'd help. Do you know what I hate about mohawks and pubic hair? <laughs> when it's just squared when you off. You get caught in your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you gotta, you get, there's got to be a taper somewhere, and yeah. you, you're killing it. Yeah, man. There's something else I want to say that you're killing, too, by the way. Um, I was just in your bathroom, and it's nice <laughs> to see. Fear not. <laughs> it's nice to see that you re-upped on crackers. Oh, big time. Dude, you've got saltines you know, from here to kingdom come, you've got, uh, let's see what I got. You got <laughs> treetop applesauce. Oh yeah. We don't fuck around, man. Come on. But then, but, but it's not just one jar. It's like six <laughs> jars of treetop applesauce. And then you have Mott's, but you didn't go with the applesauce for Mott's. No. You went with fruit cups. Yeah. 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 And then, uh, you know, which is just <laughs> as if move. I bought any of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but still, I'm a cracker aficionado and an applesauce, you know, a fucking. <laughs> Somebody went to Costco today. Uh, out of toilet paper, plenty <laughs> of applesauce. And then you got the, you know, you have your saltines, but then you got some rice crackers too, in case you don't want so much sugar or so much, uh, not so. sugar, oh, but I mean, those salt. are for, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're okay. Yeah, yeah no, no, fuck. Everything else is gone. Like, it's like exactly. It's like three in the morning. You're stoned trying to make nachos out of them shits. And Do you know what's disgusting. great? What rice crackers are great for? Hmm. If you say you were in the movie Alive, <laughs> and you crash landed, you were in the crash landing of the plane, and then everybody was looking for food. You would hand out the rice crackers, <laughs> but you'd eat the Hershey Kisses. Yeah, yeah you know what yeah, I'm saying. Those are for sharing. Those the rice crackers That's the are for sharing. <laughs> Yeah, so that, 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 that's where I sit. I, I, 
nice nice re-upping i love nice. going into your bathroom taking a whiz before we start the show and <laughs> also this, the prepper storeroom <laughs> exactly. is also that bathroom exactly. just so you know i always close the door oh well that's you know yeah. i don't but you know no no but that's good your family oh, yeah, yeah. i like to close the door you even, gotta keep one eye on the door though well e- sure but even if there's the uh the dog rug that hangs above it that keeps it from closing yeah i, yeah, I yeah. take yeah, that yeah, off yeah, yeah i close yeah then I'll put it back. Because only 50% of my children have seen my penis, and I'm trying to keep it that way. <laughs> it's a good number. Yeah. I don't remember seeing my dad's dick. I'm pretty sure I've seen my mom's boobs. I've seen my grandma's mom, my mom's <laughs> side boobs. It's a fucking awakening. <laughs> it was a come to, come to Jesus moment. They can do that. Well, they well, who? Yeah. 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 There's, I think there's a certain stage. God bless them in women's lives where they have to put on a bra by coming from the South. <laughs> you know, yeah. you like testicles. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you I just do, have to put on my underwear. underwear. <laughs> <laughs> lower them in. You don't want them going down one of the legs. It gets gross. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Dearly beloved, why are we gathered here today? <laughs> well, let's talk about... Uh, Marilyn Manson's mm. second album, Antichrist Superstar, which went through the roof. Yeah, it was huge, I believe. It was huge to me. Yeah. So I didn't jump on it early. And we can get to where were you when. Huh? I mean, well, maybe now. All right. Um, I, it was after it came out. Uh, Mechanical Animals was probably uh, it was coming like out around the time. then, yeah. Yeah, yeah, a few years later. 99, maybe. I'm rarely on the forefront of music that's coming out. And so it, you couldn't ignore some of the tracks off of this song, namely mm-hmm. the second track, Beautiful, Beautiful People. Beautiful People, huge. Still one of my... I'm my still f- getting checks off of that. Good track. And we dude. covered that in our we, old band. Jared, I Not think, so bad either. I think we say. did a good job covering that. Bobby figured out the... Hey! Yeah. Hey! That was yeah. cool. And, and we, <laughs> the last oh. time Bobby did backups. <laughs> that, yeah. was that, that was Halloween Eve, right? Or ho- that was Halloween show at the Central. Yeah, maybe. I think it was. I think you're right. And you were dressed as Santa. No. Yeah, I was. Yeah, you were. Yeah. We ben, were all Christmas themed. All Christmas, Christmas themed. on Halloween. Ben is dressed Genius. as Genius. The Christmas angel. Do, okay, so so if you're gonna dress I feel like we talked about this in past episode, possibly, but the the, <laughs> the idea of dressing up as Christmas stuff for Halloween. <laughs> It's not. I love it. That's I think right it on. is hysterical. It's in the pocket. It is the it was best. in our pocket. <laughs> it's the best jump the gun. It was very on brand for us. <laughs> we were talking last week about being first to the party, yet somehow being late to the party. <laughs> we've been we've been doing that for decades, man. That's, that's our wheelhouse, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you, we got uh, a Ben on lead guitar play, uh, looking like a Christmas angel with wings and a white robe and a halo, right? Yeah, it was great. In jeans, probably. <laughs> and uh, and then we got Bobby as a Christmas elf. Yeah. That has a prosthetic, huge cock. He did the uh, Derek Smalls. He pulled the Derek Smalls and put the zucchini in his pants. Tin foil in his pants. Yeah, because he was wearing those green tights that elves yes. wear. Hilarious. And he had had his he had his beard he was bald and had a beard by then like he started shaving his head and then grew he had that ridiculously big beard yeah that was almost the beginning of the big beard days it was early big beard yeah <laughs> I do remember getting my Santa beard caught 
in the headstock of Ben's guitar while he was soloing. Yeah. At some point, your Santa beard came off your face, went onto his headstock, got entwined, yeah. and I don't remember there was a beat skipped. Nah, man. I fell down during that show, too. Like, I literally just <laughs> fell down. During Riders of the Storm? I don't know. Uh, and I got to say that if that's not, that's the only, if maybe one of two times I ever just fell down on stage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, it, it doesn't happen much. I, I've never really seen you take a spill. And, and obviously that night I was playing and, and I must have seen you go down. But I, I don't remember. I went down on the drum riser. Like it, the cushion my butt. So I didn't go all the way down. Right. So yeah. you, there's you, that. Yeah. You had a 30 degree angle. Yeah. Um, and you were dressed as Santa. Yes. And I was dressed as a Christmas tree. With Christmas present box feet yes brilliant <laughs> i didn't play in those those yeah. in those um, gonna waste they can't see your feet back yeah now. yeah and then during the show i remember um taking the top of the, the ornamentation off of the tree and so i was just in like a green you know cool patterned uh skirt and uh and a mask i was wearing like yeah. a gold mask or something <laughs> you were full-on santa head to toe but that oh, beard hot. had to go oh because it was hot it was hot so hot. I do not. I don't. I don't do like even if it's Halloween. I don't care. I don't do. I don't dress up on stage. And there's no definitely no wigs. Oh yeah, fuck wigs, wigs. that. They're rough. So I respect like when we played um, with those guys that did the um, the '80s metal guys, uh, the Motley Crue tribute that we played with at the. Was I there? Oh, I don't know. Okay. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mount yeah, Baker. No, no. What's the the, the theater? Um, anyway, yeah, those guys, South Seattle, the and they doing it in the full on pleather and the wigs. Dude. And I was like, bro, you are suffering for your art. You know, you're losing weight when you're playing on stage like that, man. It, those lights are no joke. There's no. one thing I, I didn't go into performing arts when I was in junior high or high school or whatnot, though. I feel like I, I was always theatrical ish, you know, yeah. you put yourself in the moment kind of deal. Um, but it was true when I first started playing live and definitely playing with you. Stage lights are hot as fuck. Yes. You're going to sweat your ass off. Mm-hmm. That's it. There it is. <laughs> That's why uh, Dave Varro never wears a shirt, everybody. The truth can finally be told. Stage lights are too hot and he's got sensitive nipples. Where do you stand with different musicians in different positions in the band with or without shirts and or pants? <laughs> well i'm a red hot chili peppers fan chris so it's kind of anything goes there's every stage of <laughs> nakedness they've been there tops bottoms you want a porky piggot they've done it i'm sure <laughs> right 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 um socks on your dick i've seen it i was yeah. there yeah yeah and uh <laughs> i seen it or flea butt naked at woodstock <laughs> and i was busy trying to get back into woodstock when they were playing but yeah. we got locked out you know jane's addiction played their last show ish their last show when they were before they their first last show, the first breakup, the first breakup when it was the OG. Yeah, they OG played in up. Hawaii, and Perry Farrell and Steve Perkins did the show naked, and I always thought that was pretty. It was pretty cool. That's bold. There's there's something about Perry as a front. You know, maybe we can wrap this into Marilyn Manson being a front man too, but Perry as a front man. I, I kind of went down a rabbit hole the last few days. Um, watching old Jane's Addiction concert footage and stuff like that. 
That dude came out bold as fuck from the get-go, <laughs> not given a care in the world what he looked like on stage and just throwing it down. That reckless abandon of just, you, you know he has style, but he's fucking with style, too. You know, there's there's almost yeah. too cool for school, I guess. Sure. And it feels like Marilyn Manson's got a little bit of that flavor, but more Alice Cooper. Very Alice Cooper. Theatrical flair, where Perry is a character... Marilyn Manson created a character. Perry's David Lee Roth. Oh, they're so close. They should get an apartment together. Yeah, we're Mar- yeah the Marilyn to, to what'd you say, Alice Cooper? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, screaming Jay Hawkins. Oh, jeez, great, <laughs> right? Yeah, coming great. up out of a coffin. I mean, the shit's it's there. Yeah, Sabbath writing songs. They're supposed to sound like scary movies. I have to be I have to be legit with you. So my side of the fucking where were you when? Yeah, yeah. I was into Marilyn. I liked the, the first album. I really liked the EP, and they did that Eurythmics cover, and it was—I thought oh. that was the shit. You know what? I love the—I love the Eurythmics. Eurythmics. Um, My rhythmics. I all—all all of our rhythmics. I—I uh, I didn't like that cover though. I didn't like that cover almost as much as I didn't like the cover of Perfect Circle doing Imagine. Yeah, that was garbage. It was garbage. Yeah. Dude, dude, that was it's, garbage. That was really talented dudes doing something real shitty. Sweet dreams are made No, no, no. Sweet dreams are made yeah. That's more like that. You're doing Eddie Vedder. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I got Space Baby in my head, so I, I, the reverb sounds amazing in my, in uh, fucking I my headphones. I loved it, but when this came out, <clears throat> it kind of took me for a loop. Like, I the went album out, or that cover? <laughs> Well, first, yeah, the cover. <laughs> I mean, you get home, and this was the day when you had to go get your CD and bring it home, open it up. So I went down to Easy Street, picked it up. Oh, classic. Come back home, get that cellophane off. I had one of those openers that I kept, oh, on, yeah. top, I kept on top of my <laughs> yeah, CD totally, rack. Dude. Yeah, you yeah. go, zip, zip, zip. <laughs> the cellophane yep. comes right off, cuts that little Filet that, that little tape thing that would go over the top for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I pull it out. <laughs> which which was a nice additive because yeah. you had the cellophane around it, but you also had this little tape, this little steri strip. It's like, you're <laughs> not stealing this. You can steal the whole fucking thing if you steal it. Uh-huh. And I open it up. I threw it in the CD player and, and the first song comes on. But I, I'm, as I'm unfolding the artwork inside of this. And I'm completely creeped out. It's fucking. Yeah. <laughs> he's standing on the back with the, like those fucked up, decayed like angel slash demon wings, and he's got that little hose hooked up to his dick, and like Twiggy and uh, Ginger are like breathing his his dick vapors and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like what are they doing? <laughs> there's dude. There's Terry Gilliam in their shit. There's um. There, there's you know. Tool fucking graphic video. Yeah, what's that movie that came out about the same? It was super black and white, and it. But I say movie, but I, I'm sure it was never in a legit theater. But um, it was like real avant-garde film at the time. Fuck, I should never brought it up because okay. I'll never remember. We'll come to it though. Yeah, I bet because um, there's so seemed much- like the real big aesthetic. Influence. Let's let's roll their first fucking track on this thing because there's so, oh my god their whole idea. It's a long album. There's a lot of tracks, and after a while, it's, it gets a little bit taxing because they have this production sound that <laughs> this comes is at you. A what do you call it? A uh, concept album. Well, I'm going to ask everybody to hang in there with us. We're going to try to make the funny the whole time. We're going to give you a good idea of what's going down with this album and our appreciation for this awesome second album you but want, it, it's it's deep you I think want they funny cut a few. you want funny 
the very first track. Okay, first of all, let me give you a little background. Yeah, yeah, bring it. Um, for most of this album, it is their guitar player, um, Daisy Berkowitz, on about half of the album, I should say. Daisy Berkowitz. Daisy Berkowitz, the uh, guitar player who had been their guitar player, <laughs> you know, up until that point. Uh, left during the recording of this album. The recording of this album is fucking crazy, and we'll get into that maybe in a little bit. But that whole story is just nutso. Was yeah, replaced. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Twiggy ended up playing a lot of guitar on this album. Yeah. And on this first track is the eventual replacement uh, for at least an album or two, maybe. Zimzum is their guitar player. Okay. And if you'll note, this album came out on October 8th, 1996. However, the, t- the first track, Irresponsible Hate Anthem, which is a banger. Great title. Uh, was recorded, um, I don't have it in front of me, but it was recorded at some point in 1997, live. What? Through uh, Maryland Claims' heavy drug use and sleep deprivation, they were able to time travel and get a live recording of this from their show and put it on the album. That is one of the ways you can time travel. That is brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think of that. You didn't think of it. I didn't think of that. That's why we're not Maryland. So, um tongue firmly in cheek i imagine that was pretty funny i thought that was that was a good little because it literally says in the liner notes it was recorded uh at some date in 1997 i'm sitting there in 1996 reading this going all oh, these fucking guys yeah, these, <laughs> would you call them cheeky yeah uh, a little bit that's Ameri- a cheeky move yeah. american equivalent of cheeky we got to figure that out yeah this kicks off a little bit like... Uh, I'm a street audience. Are you ready for the Def Jam tour? <laughs> that, and I was going to say uh, Diamond Dogs, too. Sure. Oh, total this Diamond Dogs. This ain't rock and roll. This it's is genocide. genocide. Oh, genocide. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. This is a fucking tough jam right here, though. Man, this is a great how do you do there's, for, there's, like, welcome to our album. There's some bangers on this album. Dude, I'm thinking ministry right now. Yeah. Four on the floor bass drum and just double fist in that fucking hi-hat. That's how you move a song. Yes. Guitars feeding back the whole time. And the old folks used to say we didn't know what hooks were. <laughs> I, I feel like playing this right now. This song makes me want to play this song. That's, uh, yeah, this song is uh, savage. Yeah. Um, the bridge is crazy, too. When they really break it down, like halftime, you get heavy as hell with it. We'll get there. <laughs> Don't spoil. You're gonna start dropping n words in this song, guys. <laughs> <laughs> this is this. Uh, as an opening track to your second song, you can't come out heavier than this, basically. You got crowd sound saying, everybody loves us, and now this is why you're going to love us, too. Halftime breakdown. Come on. How many middle fingers were you born with? <laughs> this is uh, one of those things that when you see it on paper, you kind of imagine what could be. 
when you see that Marilyn Manson is making an album produced by Trent Reznor. Yeah. In Trent's studio in New Orleans. It's like, oh, that could be dope. And then this comes out and you're like, it's even more than... Like, it's synergy. This this album makes sense with the sum of the parts. Yeah. More so. I think, I think it skirts that line where... You hear these, it's like an audio slave where you're like, yeah, yeah that's about, that's <laughs> that's about what, what it should be. And, and, none, and because that's about what it should be doesn't diminish the achievement. Sure. Um, that's, it's a logical combination. And Trent Reznor coming into, he, he wasn't the only producer on this one, but he's, a, he's the one worth talking about on this podcast. And there's plenty of stories of how they're coming up with these songs or getting into the vibe. Sleep deprivation and drug use, smoking bones that are coming out of the ground. Smoking bones. Out of New Orleans when the, the bones start coming up out of the... Give me, come on. Which come I don't, on. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Come I, on, man. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I heard that during this album, they're grinding up bone fragments and smoking them, yeah. which obviously doesn't taste good or smell good or, or get like you burnt high. hair or something, oh. right? That keratin or is, yes, nasty. There's no way it's good. I, I remember throwing. You can't a pig- argue with the results, Chris. Listen that. Listen to that no. vocal line right there. Tell me that guy doesn't smoke bone dust. Frank, I do blame him for Columbine because if you listen to this, you do want to shoot up everybody in your school. Oh, yeah, well, Jared, that's a big. That's a big. I mean, irresponsible hate anthem. Started kicking. I actually do believe that's a little bit of a uh, swipe at his detractors right there. Well, he, here's the here's the point of a lot of his music is that angst perspective. If we're gonna just roll into this next song, fucking drop it, <laughs> drop that fucking beat because this thing. Just comes out of nowhere. Nice little loop they got going there. Oh, there's nothing you can be angry about so far. <laughs> no, that's pretty standard. Except for that. that. That's yeah. kind of one. Now they pull that guitar Solid. out, then they just drop it back in a little bit. Drums are just constant. I mean, this has got Trent written all over it, right? This has got Trent written on it. This has got Rob Zombie written on it. I wanted to play this so much, and I love that change. That change. Big explosive fucking crash right there. This is dark, and not dark. This is um, Devil Horn. This change is Devil. <laughs> Heavy toms going to this fucking ride change, and then we come back with this one. Open hi hats just clanging together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Charging yeah, yeah. through. This song is a steamroller. Uh, 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 what was what was Trent's note to uh, Marilyn in the booth when he's trying to get that little vocal take right there? Like, ah. he, he, he said, think think 1500s church. Oh, very the, Gregorian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As far as um, musicians that are surprisingly articulate, Alice Cooper, 
the Republican Andrew. Christian golf pro Alice Cooper. Yeah. Are you telling me that, that whole shit wasn't on the up and up? <laughs> he didn't get decapitated every night? D. Snyder. Um, That's your Long Island reverend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Frank Zappa. Um, uh, fucking John Denver. <laughs> People who were able to sit under pressure outside of their music persona and talk about what they were actually doing within the scope of media. Um, and Marilyn Manson probably did it better than almost anybody will cover on this whole fucking podcast. Yeah. Because he understood that there was videos that were real strong at this point. The heyday of video time. Yeah. Big um, money getting thrown into videos. And that thing's been cracked. Oh, it can be artistic as fuck. It's been that 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 shell has been cracked. Um, and bad media. Who did better coming off of bad media than Marilyn Manson? And I wonder if he ever saw that as a boon or a, a river of energy that he had to, you know, uh, uh, deflect instead of stop. Uh, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm not it sure. Did hurt him or help him? Yeah, but it, it definitely helped him. But I don't know, you know, psychologically if it helped. You know, yeah, career-wise, sure, yeah. it definitely did him some good. Ex- exactly. But did, I, it, did know, it but do his head in? At night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he navigated those those streams really well, and the beautiful people is a little bit of a um, a little bit of a shout out to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it's well, you know, as they show the popularity bars on your screen for the album. After the yeah, most, it's a big one. It's, it's got it's, like four bars. Yeah, it's the only one with more than actually. Wow, it's the only one with more than three bars. It's got like twenty bars. You know, this hundred percent for being a second album. Their biggest hit was just off of their second track. It's a two-two guy. Second album, yeah. second track. That's that's the money maker right there. I'm looking through here. I'm like, there's not a lot of. I, I see no. two more singles that came out, but they did not light the world on fire. Let me tell you that. Nope. Nope. This album had a huge hit, but it didn't have a bunch of hits off of it. Yeah, hit single, maybe not a. Yeah, I don't know where it is in his uh, pantheon of best-selling records. It's my favorite. I'll say that. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's millions of copies. I heard something about seven million copies, but well, I don't Maryland know Maryland going to be all right. Yeah. Straight up, Doc. Well, straight up, Doc. <laughs> straight up, That's Doc. what I'm talking about. Dried up, tied up. Oh, no, wait a minute. See, I always want to rhyme that. Dried up, tied, and dead to the world. I was going to say dried up, tied up. Dried up, tied up. That was a working title. Uh, just a little note there, Marilyn. Uh, next time, try the Let's rhyming. try rhyming. Try rhyming. I mean, you should be a good at it. We'll see. It's something that Marilyn doesn't do in this album is weave poetic stories through the lyrics. Oh, you just wait, my friend. You just wait. Trent Reznor's all over this shit. This is all Trent Reznor. This is heyday Reznor. Did the band even show up for this track? I don't know. This is Trent. Yeah. Corn's getting a lot of shit off of this, and they just add kind of the low end, you know. But Jonathan's getting a little bit of cue off of how to sing right from some there, of this. Dude. <laughs> I just thought this was the shit when it came out, man. Dude, that two-four I had is just so much fun. It's 
in the um, press that he was doing at the time when this album came out, I remember him spinning these yarns like uh, this was his vision for the future. And, you know, it was, uh, what do they say? Uh, every concept album is about a uh, future that's... Uh, What's the word we always <laughs> use? Dystopian? Dystopian, okay, thank you. Yeah, yeah. So he's describing this dystopian. So here, here we are with a concept album about a dystopian future. But of course he was claiming these were all visions that he'd had. And, uh, you know, strippers with their mouths, sewn, or not their mouths, like their eyes sewn shut. Not their mouths, because they got to, yeah. you know why. Uh, just would spin these stories. like, And it was just... I was listening to Art Bell all the time. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> this was just sure, hit, no, you hit all my buttons. You're basically making the R-rated version of the movie AI. Yeah, it's you great. You got Haley Joe Osment with a fucking Teddy eye sewn shut and working some weird digital brothel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's a song. I think it's Tourniquet coming up. Dude, Tourniquet is the jam. Which was a single, too. And yeah. that was a good song, but I don't think it made a big dent. No, it didn't. In my world, it did. Yeah. That's pretty fresh. And full uh, Resner. Yeah. It's like it's broken sure. down, but it's still round, round sound. Chili Peppers were doing this around that time on certain breaks where they, they just clamp down on the gate. What's the drummer's name? Fuck. There's, uh, okay, here we go. Now we got to play name all the people in Marilyn Manson. I think that's a great idea. We did, we did the guitar me. players already. Well, what's... Isn't it Ginger Fish? Was was he the keyboard player or the drummer? Gin, no, 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 no. He's the, he's the drummer. Ginger Fish. Okay. And then the keyboard player's name was Pogo. Pogo what? I don't know. Just Pogo. Well, the idea was that there was like a, it was someone in pop culture, then a murderer, like a supermodel, and a mur- and a mass murderer. Yeah. So. So I don't know who Pogo is, but it's some murderer. There's a few people that didn't make the cut that they auditioned, and I, I'm, I'm going to list them off <laughs> for you right now. Yeah, they, they probably had a casting call. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah. So they had um they had a, a Heathcliff Ripper. <laughs> That was one of them. Cliff Ripper. Yeah. There's we all Cliff remember Ripper. Him. We all remember him. Uh, there was Gene Gene the Dancing Ed Geens. <laughs> uh, and there was a lot of people. He didn't make it past too many of the. Anyway, really? Was, he wasn't even a finalist? Because that, I mean, that's solid. The name was solid. It was, uh, but, but who was going for bass was uh, Paulina Shoyawina. <laughs> um, and then there was Carrie Fisher Stevens. Um, his crime being playing brownface in uh, Short Circuit. Is that that was his? He, he did brownface in a sci-fi movie. Yeah, there was Mary Steam Virgin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Daphne Churchill, um, <laughs> Daniel son Judas, and then of course Oprah. So that was uh, those were other people that didn't make the cut for. <laughs> for, I'm with for, it. For names that went into that. I'm with it. Band. That was. But they had a theme. It was talking about media and murder. You know, like that. That kind of like um, natural born killers. Was, uh, yeah, yeah. Tip of my tongue there. With, to, did, did they feature in it at all? Did they have a song? I think in this natural is born post natural born killers. Okay, I think. 
but you know, he's picking up the threads. Mm-hmm. He's picking up where it was. It was kind of a prop. Right. It was a semi-popular yeah, right. notion right. in the nineties, mid to late nineties that everything was fucked. Well, what <laughs> Marilyn Manson did really well on talk show TV, on his albums, um, and his live shows was throw it in the face that this is a big production. Yeah. You know, um, whether what, whatever your intention is, which is what natural born killers did with the with the murderers is kind of liked a little bit of the fanfare. Yeah. Um, Marilyn Manson was absolutely engaged and in dialogue with the fanfare, with the rejections, with we don't want you here, oh, yeah, he which is it. what Ozzy went through. Alice Cooper went through. Ozzy's another good one. Yeah, it's it's funny how history repeats itself as far as this is. Crazy! No, this is too far. No, no, no! Now, now yeah, this yeah. is too far. Now, instead of saying, "Oh, this is all just silly," you're do, you're putting on a show. Yeah, it's amazing that music can still have that kind of <laughs> music, virility. movies, video games, and yeah, yeah, it's all it's yeah. all hogwash, yeah. if you will. Yeah, that's what I like to call it. Well, yeah, <laughs> see, that's the thing is is when people are protesting. The meanings of the songs, and I don't want my children going to that show because it's blah, blah, blah. What right. they don't get to see is one in the afternoon recording in a studio. <laughs> right. Yeah. How is it different than uh, Nightmare on Elm Street? They don't get to see. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're all just, it's just a bunch of uh, drama nerds and yeah. some lighting guys. Yeah. And some sound guys. Yeah. If you could only, what a, what a lens does amazingly well and what Marilyn Manson understood amazingly well, or still understands, is as long as you don't see outside of the periphery of that lens, that's the story. Yeah. And, and he has this ability to see outside the lens it could, because he's, he's living. He, he wakes up, he puts his pants on, he goes, go, got to go record. He obviously has a great work discipline. He, he does puts a shit ton of songs on this album. skin tight uh, leather pants on, just like you and me, one <laughs> emaciated leg at a time. What do you think he looks like when he's recording? Is he in sweats? Oh, I, no, I bet you not. I bet you he. Uh, you think he's going to his suit like that? He's that in kind some of like sort of drag. You know what vampy. I mean? He's in some sort of Maryland drag. Okay. He's going to have some eyeliner or something. The show. The show doesn't start on the stage. The, the show. The most of it's the show. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm with. Well, you. it's like I like you see old footage of him. It just be like looks like a heavy metal dirt bag with eyebrow piercing or something. You're like, yeah, this guy yeah. doesn't look like much. Skinny kid with a big Adam's apple. Yeah. Paul from the Wonder Years. Yeah. <laughs> Who removed a rib so he can go suck down on his own? T- Somebody <laughs> suck their own dick. Uh, to another single tourniquet that we were already talking about, we both love. Um, this would be a. Uh, oh, I forgot to mention the bass player, Twiggy Ramirez. This would be a Twiggy jam. This is one of Twiggy's songs that he wrote. Okay, so big up Twiggy. Also, a later member of Perfect Circle. A Perfect Circle. Yeah, yeah. There's, oh. some, there's some crossover for sure in a, in a lot of these and bands. And probable spousal abuser, but we can Google. Twiggy? Go, yeah, Google that for yourself. Twiggy but, uh, his lady. Yes, maybe. Yeah, that's not good. Or maybe it was his. I gotta I gotta take that out because somebody else's lady. No, I think it was him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Twiggy beat Rose I'll, I'll edit this out. <laughs> um. Anyway, he wrote this song. Don't be a baby. No. <laughs> 
That's what he said after. Oh, stupid. We're going to hell with Marilyn Manson. We're going to hell because we listened to this devil music growing up, Chris. Into the flood again. Oh, yeah, right? That's a little bit of Allison Chain's bass intro. Yeah, kind of a Mike Starfield going there. Yeah, yeah. Nice pull. That drum beat is perfectly placed in the mid-90s. Yeah, yeah. A little bit of Hey Man, Nice Shot. Yep. <laughs> totally. This was a vibe in the 90s right here. Got the bass mixed real, real up front. Yeah, yeah, you feel it. Twiggy wasn't wasn't about to go out like Jason Newstead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. It, definitely, I could tell this is. Well, I, can't, I wouldn't say that I could tell it's Twiggy, but it's not Trent. Like this is a band song. There's some dope guitar shit. Like this when he says the flies will lay their eggs and got those guitars underneath, they're going. So creepy. Who thought of that? It's beautiful. <laughs> Was your imagery flies laying their eggs? That's what he's. That's the lyrics. Flies. When he says flies will lay their eggs, and those guitars just sound gross underneath it. It's awesome. Yeah. It's this, coming up. <laughs> this is a good. This is a good fucking song. Do you think that means hymen? Yeah. All right, we're on the same page. A little bit of that guitar creaking. (laughs) Seagulls complaining. Great way to build tension. Making the vocal choices of hitting the low. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's not Chris Cornell either. What are we gonna say about no, he's old not. Maryland? He's not, and he and he works really well in this register, and for the most part, just stays. He's in doing that the register. best he can with what he's got. God bless. Him. He uses he uses additive means to augment his voice for the most part. He got a hell of a scream. Come for on. sure. For sure. It's but good shit. Yeah. Where Maynard's got probably the best scream in music. Perry's got a great scream. He it's likes more of a, a whale. Little... More of a holler. It's uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Banshee-esque. But he likes a little. He likes a little now digital he's got a help. Scream. He's got. Oh yeah. He he got his little. He's got his own. He's the only guy, singer I know that's got his own pedal boards. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But he fucks around with cool echoes and shit. Yeah, it's kind of neat. He, he did. He does a good job at it. He's got yeah. a good sense of rhythm. Yeah, he, well, you'd have to. I mean, you're yeah. not gonna give that to some roadie to do your. Nah, nah. That's pretty cool. I'm taking it in his own hands, you know. He, 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 whatever, whatever <laughs> you want to say about Perry, he's got. A, he's a craftsman. And a hell now, of a yelp, a, 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 a holler, a, a scream. He can scream. He can scream. He can holler. He's got. That's basically where he lives. What's up with Roger Daltrey though? He's kind of like the OG, right? Yeah, for hollering? For like classic rock. Like, yeah! Yeah. Fuck, he got the holler. Yeah, yeah. He, Roger Daltrey opened up the 
this may just fall apart at any time. Which yeah, totally complimented Keith Moon's drumming style. Everything about the like, who. Something, something. This, everything this all the time. About to come off of this. This, <laughs> this is like the last two or three throws you have with a football. Like before yeah. that thing just spirals apart. Yeah. That's what the who felt like. These guys are super produced. Marilyn Manson, uh, you know, as a singer and as a band, because this is one of the occasions where the singer is the band. Right. They have the Twiggy Ramirez and 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 Brian Eno and and I don't know who else <laughs> who else was in there. <laughs> that would be dope if Brian Eno took over for old uh, Pogo. Moses Satan, I think was in Moses. There. <laughs> so they they. <laughs> There you go. Um, the, everything that feels like it's about to fall apart in this band is produced. And everything with the who that you feel is a maybe fall apart is because of performance. Yeah. There's a difference there. True. And Trent Reznor really, really uh, adopted that sound of... I keep calling it digitizing, but I don't think that's necessarily it's a distorted it. sort of thing that's it's, dirty. It's distorted it but gated. Dirty. Yeah, you know, it doesn't blow your headphones or blow your speakers out. It's like a mid-tone distortion, and so the screams compressed to fuck. Yeah, yeah, the screams aren't because that the singer's losing it. The scream reads, and also some of these fuzzy guitar tracks and stuff read as the microphone and the speakers can't handle it yeah um that's obviously overloaded yeah overloaded it's a production trick it's a technique it's a production technique which trent reznor brought into the production of this second album for marilyn Marilyn manson yeah It, it well it was a that that vocal production was a thing that happened throughout the rest like everything after this a lot of people tried to copy this too yeah, like new metal bands and shit that came out later just this could not use it to Corn is all level. through Corn is is taking notes during this time. For sure. Um that's Brendan O'Brien, I think, doing those records. He's Brendan O'Brien's taking notes, you know. Yeah, for there's the this this album coming out, being able to staple this sort of sound, this sort of uh, um Real groove heavy, other than other than Tourniquet. Tourniquet's like um, uh, a pretty straightforward rock song that's mm-hmm. just produced the way this album's produced. A yeah. lot of the other stuff is almost the production takes the forefront. And this is where I think they get into that Rom, Rob Zombie territory where mm-hmm. they're decent songs, but you like them because of the way they're produced and they, they have sure. this weird... <sighs> You know, there's an aesthetic to it. Yeah, there's this weird staticky mid-tone that carries through the whole song that for some reason or another kind of riles you up. <laughs> Marilyn Manson yeah, yeah. taps into that. But but not through every song on this album, but uh-huh. through, a, through a lot of the sound on this album. Well, it does happen on uh, this song, Little Horn. Which, Little Big Horn? Little Horn. Is it about custard? Oh, yeah. This is about like the birth of the antichrist like this is a this is literally a concept album about it antichrist is a rock star is that what this also happens to be yeah yeah so little horn this is the pre-antichrist there's an apple on the pussy mouth by the way in case you didn't did you you ever know that sure if that's a real (laughs) sentence (laughs) this is the birth of the antichrist 
one of the most fun punishing beats and rhythms you can have. This is a lot of ministry right here. Oh, right? Yeah. I don't think I thought about that until just now, but you are you're 100% correct, Chris. You're right as hell. You're right as hell. You're right as hell, That's I need that draw, yes. I love those little staccato snare hits. world spreads its legs for another star. Come on, man. So, with him dating Rose McGowan and Dina Von Test. Mm-hmm. He got married to Dina. Yeah. Evan Rachel Wood. The guy is just he's, a he's, legendary coxman. He's right up there with the guy from uh, oh. the, the, Mr. Mr. Jones. Mr. Jones. The guy from Counting Crows. Yeah, yeah. He's him and the Counting Crows guy are like legendary swordsmen. Like, just out of their like, why? Oh, that is the power of rock and roll. You're saying that dude got with Courtney Cox, is what you're saying. Yeah, oh yeah, and Jennifer. And Jennifer? Dude, that's what I'm trying to tell you. This guy's got the magic penis. Oh my god, dude. Yeah. Good on him. That's what I say. God bless him. And God bless Marilyn. So he's got this perspective. He's got, like, this is his second album. He's working with Trent Reznor. They're smoking bones in the fucking <laughs> studio in New Orleans. Yeah, and, I'm pretty sure this is before Trent got clean and sober. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's some debauchery going on. For real. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you touch my dick before you sing this track. It'll get you in the in the, just, in the, in the zone a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, don't look at this. Don't look at this. Don't look at this. Don't look at this. As Morrissey said, Caligula would have blushed. <laughs> Dude, that guy. That guy should have made an album. Point being, Jared Morrissey is, and Marilyn Manson. No, Caligula. Morrissey Manson. <laughs> That's a mashup. Caligula Yo, girl, talk. Get on this. One of the other. One of the other people in the oh, album. Caligula should have made a record. I'm is, sorry. No, no, no. I one of the other people in the band was uh, Caligula Berbigula. <laughs> oh, he was their original drummer. <laughs> He's the original yeah, drummer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, left yeah. to be in comedy. Would only play with one stick for some reason. Yeah, it's it's weird artists in there. <laughs> <laughs> Integrity. <laughs> Marilyn Manson's got a grip on wh- where he's at with a musician during this album. This is what it feels like. Mm-hmm. Where he's at with a musician, he's had enough experience to be like pop stars and murderers are all getting the same amount of fame kind of idea. You know, sure. what's what bad publicity? Is there any such thing? You know, that kind of that kind of air. And the bad publicity that he got only exemplified what he was basically saying with everybody name yeah, yeah. everybody's name in the band and then a lot of the themes of these songs too it's almost like it played into his hands right you know that's, or at least he yeah. saw it coming which is fucking crazy self-aware that's what this album is this is like detail uh, we'll get into it a little more as it goes on but he's like daring you to 
not like this. He's like, you're not supposed to like this. You're not liking this is what's going to make it awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He's <laughs> laying it out for everybody. Yeah, yeah. He knows. Yeah. He knows. Yes. And that, that that is told through this album, too. Like, uh, they get to want to be a dirty rock and roll star. We'll get to that. I can't remember the actual name of that song. But, uh, yeah, you made me. Oh, you mm-hmm. hate me so much? Quit paying so much attention to me, then. Yeah. Why are you paying so much attention to me, then? Mm. Stop, Stop hitting yourself. You hit yourself. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, we'll get into the next one. Because, goddamn, we're almost an hour deep into this podcast. We've Dude. Been, it's a long album. It's got right. work to do. Crypt Orchid. Yeah. Crypt Orchid. Crypt Orchid. Do you have any idea what this song's about? Because I can't wait to tell you. <laughs> oh, do you know? Yeah. Each time I make my mother cry, an angel dies and falls from heaven. Yeah. The worm's gonna come back a few times in this album. This too. is basically a reject song from the movie Queen of the Damned. It's not, oh. but this is what it sounds <laughs> this is like. What it sounds this is what like. vampires listened to in the late '90s. It's Lestat's new single. Yeah. This one is the one that has the incantation at the end. It's all creepy, and everything's kind of like choked and falling apart. It's also, like a, old Mellotron is playing. It's creepy. Oh yeah, his See, back is changing shape. He's getting them wings coming out. And he's not really singing. He's just... Well, just a pupa right now, boy. About to be a worm. Get out that pupa life. He's got that straight up, Doc. Does a pupa know it's going to turn into a butterfly? This one did. Thou shalt not kill. <laughs> That's what it feels. It's like it's like from the Lost Boys. <laughs> oh yeah, here's where we get into it. Mellotron. We're all vampires here, David. <laughs> you know it's serious when they dust off the Mellotron. Yeah. moon eclipses the sun, the, the angel spread its wings, it's time yeah, for dude. better things. Nah. Prick your finger, it is done. The moon is now eclipsed the Ooh, sun. Blood. Yeah. Blood magic. There's blood going on. He, he, you could have sold him your song about the the insane king oh, into yeah. the, yeah. Yeah, the king, the king left his throne tonight, succumbed yeah. to his binges, running yeah. barefoot through the woods. You know, right up his alley, naked to the moon. And it or does something. this for like another minute or twenty seconds, I guess. Yeah, this, this is, is this is cathedral song. rock. This <laughs> is this is. I also know Jesus, but I know the devil. Do they know each other? I mean, They're this, friends, maybe. It's more of a setup tune, you know, as far as the story goes. It's one of those build-up episodes. Like, Always wipe from front to back. Don't put the duty in your crack. You gotta be clean. It sounds way better with Space Baby on my fucking headphones, by the way. That's right. <laughs> um, so, so fucking Marilyn. Where were we going? Yeah, you're going to tell one? me what that song was yeah, about. Crypto Orchid. Crypto Orchid. Crypto Orchid. It is a medical condition. Oh, shit. 
Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't sound like the song has anything to do with it. I was, oh. I was, I was wondering if we were going to go through the whole thing. I don't mind cutting these things, by the way. While we're, while we're, unless that was the end. Was that that the was end? the end. Oh, Jesus. That song man. is finished as a shorty. Time with you flies, Jared. Crypt Orchid is about undescended balls. <laughs> and no, no. The story goes that uh, that is a medical condition. Okay. And it's when one or both of your yeah. balls, yeah, they don't want to show up for the party. Stay put. They like to hang up there. Oh, man, we good up here in the abdomen. I, I, I've known... At least one, if not two, three, maybe more. I mean, who knows? Um, but I have known people, person, with that situation. Hmm. Makes something a little off with them in that always they're like, how come that ball didn't show up to the party? Uh. Now, I've known somebody who had a ball that was, Walt Whitman, had his ball crushed in a fucking fight where somebody kicked him in the nuts. And one of them didn't make it out. Had to leave a man, a man behind. Different That's attitude. Different. That's different. Then they didn't show up. It's like your dad left or your dad was never around. Right. <laughs> Thank you, Jared. <laughs> and so so that's technically what it is. And that's what right. I heard. Okay, that makes sense Marilyn in the story because, oh, he grew up that way with undescended he, balls. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's. Yeah, it makes sense to the story too, because this is the uh, the the Andy Christ is kind of coming into his own. He's he's not quite. We haven't got to Worm Boy yet, which is exactly. It's telling the story. This, yeah, yeah. He's still a pupa right now with undescended testicles. There's a little God Emperor in here. Yeah. Deform. He's great song titles on this album. Deformography. Yeah. Is the yeah. next track. There, there's a. It's a lot of that. That's pretty great. Reflectomology. Yeah, yeah. You know, those kind of shit. Kinderfeld. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's German and maybe yeah. it's really weird. So, so, okay. He borrowed. He Marilyn Manson did it. Him, his team, the whole production did a great job with graphic design. Like the Empire yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the Nazis did. He pulled from Nazi graphic design with his oh yeah crooked his big pulpit bolts. yeah and his yeah. his fascist tearing up the bible bit he used to do live yeah real on the nose uh-huh but it's also the empire too so like there's only so, <laughs> that's one of those things that you kind of wish that the adults in 96 when this is coming out would be like oh yeah i see what you're doing i see where you're going I saw Empire Strikes Back. I saw Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Come on. Or you never. Yeah. I mean, it was silly. And honestly, he got me going a little, a little bit when this album came out. I, I did worry that he might be losing his grip, or I was well, not hip to like everything in the world, and that he knew things I didn't. Yeah. And isn't it amazing that it takes just one contact in your eye and a fucking girdle <laughs> up to your nipples. He didn't even bake, break out the fake titties yet. I mean, that no, was the real mind No, fuck. fake titties come after this. Yeah. And which was awesome. When Great he move. When he did that. that he the, went all he went all ziggy so for that album. W- let's just open the door to the graphic design of this band. The album covers, the stage presence are huge. Seeing them live, I imagine, was probably oh, pretty yeah, rad. they were awesome. Um, did you see him live? I've seen him. No shit. I saw him on like the one of the three uh, shows of the ill-fated uh, Hole tour that he did with Hole. Oh, yeah. Um, 
they played Seattle, so I guess we got that one. Sure, yeah. Yeah, and that was the mechanical animals. That was that was, was fake titties time. They played the Paramount. That was the key arena, baby. No shit. Yeah, yeah. of course, sure. Big show. Oh, big, yeah. yeah dope yeah. show. The dope show. Well, <laughs> in the dope show. That's the era we're talking about. Yeah. Also a boring song, I find. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. It's not on the album, though. Uh, not on this one. Not on this one. Um, he's setting himself up. This is what this band is doing really well right now, is hitting that second album, setting themselves up for albums after this. This one hits, yeah. you got three more at least. And he did. And they weren't that great, but he got them anyway off the strength of this album. A- absolutely. <laughs> Deservedly so. Yeah. And that's also a formula that we see. He, he obviously didn't go away. Marilyn Manson's still making music. I think he hasn't stopped, honestly. Nah, he's, he's, he's in it. Going. And um, he has the style. He seems like a fun guy to drink with. He he, he looks kind of sad now, because yes. he's he's like you know he's pushing fifty maybe, and his his neck kind of has like he's got turkey neck, yeah. so he doesn't look quite as evil when he's got a turkey no, no, neck. No, 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 no. But you're you're hundred percent right. <laughs> he's got the makeup still. It's like him and Robert Smith are gonna go to the grave in their eye makeup. There has got to be a cool club for people like Robert Smith. And Marilyn Manson to sit and around and be like we, Alice Cooper. He still Alice does the Cooper. Yeah, sure, but Cooper's also golfing and doing like a satellite radio show and stuff True. like that. Um, but, but just just like the the, the theatrical rockers, where Robert <laughs> Daltrey, we're talking about the Who and coming apart at the seams, yeah. almost or whatever. They they never put on the theatrics. Kiss, a lot of theatrics. They're coming and going. They're trying to. They they had to cope with. Am I going to stick to doing these theatrics? Is our band these theatrics? Mm. Marilyn Manson's also playing in that territory where the imagery, because that they're, they generated and, and produced and maybe are also a slave to their graphic design and their imagery. And that monster you created is now starting to drive your machine. Sure. It feels like Marilyn Manson probably could in- entertain that conversation where, you know, uh, uh, with with that as as like an image to put out there, they they seem to succumb to it a little bit. That's right. In the end, he thought he was Maxwell Demon. Mm. <laughs> nah. <laughs> when I say this song, deformography. That's like uh, you want to tell me what that word means? We're right away, translate. Check this out. Snares the giveaway. Actually, it's not quite as trendy of a snare. That's actually kind of live sound and kick drum and snare there. Wait, kick drum sounds like it's aligned with tin foil and recorded from eight feet back or something. That's flappy. It's flappy. It's flappy. I like it. They, t- they took like a tinfoil baking tray and put it in front of the, sun- the kick drum. Here's that 2 4 hi hat. Yeah, it's back. Don't like the drugs, but the drugs like me. Yeah. You put it to good use in first career. It's. I think I stole some of these lyrics actually uh, a couple months ago. 
Uh, the, are they just saying? <laughs> and I was like, and I'm just realizing right now that's not mine. Well, okay. They're, they're also pretty <laughs> self-aware lyrics, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. I don't, like what you said, I don't like the drugs, but the drugs like me. Zing! Sure. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, he's got he's got a bit of that, he's got a bit of that British humor. Cheeky? Could he be a cheeky boy? He used to, he put his cheeks on display. He, he, That's a very generous near chorus happening right here. That's the zombie. That's Rob Rob Zombie right there. You just throw it a yeah. yeah. That little shitty keyboard off to the left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the little uh, piano from Closer. Totally. That's that's Closer. This this song is a, a sketch for Closer. Talking about burying gods and stuff. It's defiant for the '90s. People yeah. st- people still got riled up about that. Like people will get riled up about it now, but not like they did. It, I think it's one of the silliest things to get riled up about because it's such low hanging fruit. But your gods, my gods, gods like gods. You just Marilyn saw through the bullshit. To, for sure. Yeah. Uh, for sure. But he, he saw through the bullshit. But he still liked to play in it. Mm-hmm. He still liked to build little mounds out of it. Oh hell yeah! You know what's the fun of seeing through the bullshit if you can't fuck with the plebes? You know what I'm saying? I, I think I think he liked that. I oh. think he I think he liked being in the mix. I, I mean, I saw him on like Sally Jesse Raphael. Um, if you if Marilyn Manson has some of the best YouTube clips to go back you know, and like and see. 80s late 80s talk shows and and early 90s he, uh, he did, Donahue yeah Donahue yeah. yep he did what great comedians do is take their time explaining their fucking premise <laughs> he can sit back into it when when hate is being thrown at him he can sit back in it and then clearly articulate his point of view and make you listen to it. That's an, an amazing feat. With hardly a smirk, too. Like, it's not even... It's, it's actually he, he oddly does, earnest when he, he does it. It is it is absolutely earnest, it, it, the way it comes off. And he, you're right. He's not smirking like, I'm about to get you. He doesn't do that. He doesn't do that. <laughs> I mean, like, I've seen him be condescending. Yeah, oh, for uh, sure. But uh, I think he saves most of that, actually, for the music. Yeah. And I, I, don't, I get the feeling that he doesn't come condescending unless he senses condescension. Yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody else draws first, condescending blood. Let, let me let me read you something that he that he wrote that he said during the Columbine shit because All that's right. when it was under the gun. No pun intended. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so he's getting a lot of fucking blame for Columbine. So the kids go in and they shoot up a school and a teacher and and, and try to do a lot worse, and they um uh, they don't come out. Didn't go. It didn't go well, um, and so they're wearing Marilyn Manson shirt. They're, One of them is, yeah, yeah, yeah. E- exactly. So here's the media blitz. Here's here's where the media goes real south, and and I don't want to make light of the situation, um, but to talk about it earnestly, uh, people died because these kids had a had uh, adaptive problems. They're having trouble with where they're at in the world at that point. And they decide to go in and shoot up a school, shoot up their school. 
what one of the first serious school shootings that was on my radar. Mm-hmm. I think America's, yeah. You know, there's Kent State prior, but that wasn't on my radar. It's something I heard about. This sure. one, it was like that. was that, the government. Did that just happen? Yeah. Like, that happened today? What? Um, the media was fast enough to to put it through the world right away. And um, and so Marilyn Manson's taking heat. Like we see Ozzy and, and Alice Cooper and whatnot, taking heat for other people's actions. Which is a crazy thing as someone who wants to broadcast. If you, you know, call it music or media, you know, however you want to put it out there, a broadcaster, yeah. uh, you know, he's broadcasting out there, um, to be blamed for actions because of things that you said or expressed, mm-hmm. taken out of context, let's call it, because I don't think yeah. he's calling for, for people to be killed. Um, but a blame lies on the artist because bad people listen or ingest that the artistry from right so it's jd salinger's fault that john lennon got shot right exactly exactly so so he's he's put up against that stuff and he has some of the best fucking calm discussions over this point and this comes up in that in the bowling for columbine Mm -hmm. yeah yeah love it or hate or whatever but when he was asked like what 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 would you say to those kids and everybody's saying in this, what are you gonna? What, what would you? What you would tell them? What would? What's the advice you would give those kids? Oh, they went off astray. How would you? How would you wrangle them in? And instead of taking that approach, he takes a beat and he says, and I quote, "I wouldn't say a single word to them. I would listen to what they have to say, and that's what no one did." <laughs> Fuck right. And that's coming from an orator. Yeah. Who's saying, you know, sometimes you got to, it's space between the words. Um, that was, Maryland for the win on that one. That, when I watched him in that documentary, um, love or hate Michael Moore, it doesn't matter. Seeing this performer say mm-hmm. something, um, that, that's when, I, that's when my, my ears peaked up. And I was like, oh, okay, I got to give this guy a little bit more fucking credit. He's, sure. He's yeah, fully yeah. aware of what's going on. I, I'm, I'm, you know, it's '96, you mm-hmm. know, or whatever when this album comes out. But like, you know, as far as want to hear something hot? Yeah, yeah, I do. See, my wife graduated high school. <sighs> you know this chick. <laughs> this one chick. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna bring that back. You're robbing the I'm, cradle. I'm bringing that in too. This one chick I was fucking. Yeah. Um, yeah, cradle robber. That's me. She was graduating high school when this album came out. Yeah. It's a it's a long time ago. It is. Was she like fifty? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuck. <laughs> I I love I love the idea that um some musicians are really articulate and they're pretty engaged in how they're being received. And um that's that's a that's a tough one because it's a real easy artistic dodge to say like, well, I don't know, I just put it out there. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how to hang my work. I just make it. <laughs> it's sure. like, nah. He knew how to make the work. He knew what wall to hang it on. He was able to hang it, and he also knew what paint that wall should be coated in before that work went up. Yeah, and big ups to um, Iavine and the rest of Interscope for letting him do it. I mean, that couldn't have been. That couldn't have made like certain wealthy people who owned 
conglomerates that own Interscope. Because I don't think Interscope was still like a division of like a huge big record yeah. label, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, 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 it's like um, Image Comics. Yeah, It's yeah. like, well, we're not sure if this is going to go. Yeah. Um, so, you know, somebody said, you know, he's back. Let him do his thing. This guy's smart. Paid off. This guy was fucking Paul from Wonder Years. And now he's the Worm Boy. We finally got. I've been. I've been hyping up Worm Boy for a while now. We finally got to Worm Boy, and this goes something like this. Oh, I didn't see that coming, did you? (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) It's almost like Gary Newman. This is straight up Reznor. Oh yeah. There is no me, there is no fucking you. Yeah, singing about here in my car. <laughs> That's what I was thinking about. Falsetto on the I know <laughs> I am I just kind of like This song's got a bit of a strut Yeah That's what I like about it This is where he starts getting vampy Yeah And he's got He's got it dripping Um And he comes at it With a pretty hard edge For the most part But every now and then He'll he'll drop into this Kind of like Hip swinging vamp groove, and it's gonna yeah. show up again later in the he, album. Because he listened to Bowie growing up. I mean, yeah, yeah, full on. I mean, the whole one eye thing is a bit of a Bowie homage. If I'll be generous and call it an homage, because yeah. I believe it. I believe it is. Okay, I've never heard him speak about that at all, but. Around this, I think it was around this time where he was talking about how he had purposely damaged his eye uh, so that he could uh, look like the uh, dog he had growing up. He would just tell goofy stories, you know. Marilyn like, Manson? Yeah, which is yeah. a very Bowie thing to do, too, is like fuck with people and tell wild stories. Yeah. Um, it's part of being a cheeky boy. They have a, that, That's a great comparison between the two because they absolutely went through um, media personas that were like eras, you know. <laughs> right. A, yeah. a Bowie seems a little bit more... Um, Solidified. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no better. OG. 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 <laughs> um, but you know, with Thin White Duke and Ziggy and, and, and whatnot, Marilyn Manson, you couldn't be like, well, when he was in his titties phase. <laughs> <laughs> um, the mechanical animal. The mechanical animals was kind of a, a phase. Wow. That was a phase. Yeah, yeah. He got super glammed. He wanted that was his Bowie album. Well, That's where he really went for it. Uh, that was other song is is a, just a remix of Fame. The uh, d- don't like the drugs. Yeah. That's Fame. Wow. Okay. Check the tape. Yeah, yeah. Check it. <laughs> Check the tape. It is. This is, this song feels like a sketch. It feels like a couple of fun ideas. Little you know. Little filler on a 17-track album. I mean, there's going to be some of this. There, I feel this album would not have suffered to get rid of a good five tracks. 
I think you're correct. I think this was this was kind of like people were really falling in love with that 72 minute format. You could get on a CD and just get fill every last second of it. Yeah, you, know, you don't. Dude, I mean, in, in Duran's trial to fucking record it, if you're gonna do these 17 tracks or whatever it is, like that's all of it sounds clean. None of it sounds mailed in. Maybe sure. some of the compositions seem like they're not baked enough or that was a good idea. I don't think he would have suffered having less tracks on it. It seems like he didn't fucking get any kind of um, detriment from having more tracks on it. But it's it's an uncanny, heavy-tracked second album where second albums mostly will stick to a little bit shorter format to set up the one-two punch for that third one. Yeah. There's uh, a lot going on here. More that, uh, oh my God. I, I just opened up the uh, Wikipedia page and I have to close it because there's way too much information coming at me. But we yeah, are at yeah. the we're at the halfway point. If you had this on vinyl, it's where you'd be flipping shit over. Oh, but you couldn't because of 72 goddamn minutes. It had to be like, how much? It had to be a double album. Side two of said we got to put shit quality where they got to cram eight songs per side. Fuck the fuck. <laughs> that's what it is thank you baby what is that thank from? you baby Th- that that sample is from the movie toys with robin williams and uh and at one point oh he, toy to- toys to- toys yeah. toys yeah yeah, yeah. It, it leslie leslie um i forget his last name williams um, Leslie Williams. He's wearing Leslie he's, Nielsen. He's no. Robin <laughs> Williams is playing Levy Zevo. Lovely Zevo. Zevo. <laughs> he's got a, a jacket that every time you move it makes different noises. It's got a whole bunch of sensors uh, and stuff. And one of them is the fucking <laughs> when he raises his arm. Thank you, baby. <laughs> it just cracks me up. This was, this was, actually, this is one of the other ones that I really liked. I didn't think it was appropriate for the movie. Darlene, don't be a baby. No tears. That is yeah. not good. That is bad. <laughs> We're having fun. <laughs> you want to talk about the charts in October 8th of 1996? Let's do it, dude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, All right. what's going on that time? Let me tell you. Let me, get on, let me give you the album charts real quick. Uh, just start with this. the music. You know, number 10. This is a strange, strange time for the charts. It's all over the map here. Number 10, No Code, Pearl Jam. You know that one Pearl Jam album that you didn't buy? Yeah. Yeah, that one. Fuck, No Code? No Code, 1996. Okay. Yeah. Um, number nine, All Eyes on Me, Tupac, because he's still alive at this point. Whoa. I think. A world where he was still I think alive. Uh, Machiavelli came out in a world where Tupac never died. Brought to you by Death Row. Uh, <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Fucking stupid. Um, Keith Sweat at number eight. Keith Sweat, number eight. In a world where Keith Sweat. If Keith Sweat can't get you in the sheets, give it up. It's a self titled album, Keith Sweat. Keith Sweat. Keith Sweat. R.E.M. New Adventures in Hi-Fi. It's a real latter-day R.E.M. album. This is, what, 96? 96. It, this is really okay. the uh, the hangover from the early 90s, and this is what we're dealing with, kind of like... This is 19, really? Yeah. This, is ni- this album comes out 1996. Yeah. 
Kurt's been dead two years by now. Like the whole grunge thing is pretty much does done. It, is it me or does it feel earlier? It feels like this thing came out like fucking early nineties, but nineteen ninety six. Yeah, I'm, dude, I'm basically getting it, October. So mm-hmm. October ninety six. You know, I, I fucking. Wow. Because they were just coming into my radar. Like me in my senior year, 94. It's a little bit later than I feel comfortable with, by the way. (laughs) Number seven, Sheryl Crow's self-titled album and her second album, I might add. And my favorite Sheryl Crow album. So how about that? Self-titled. It was the thing to do that year. Her and Keith Sweat just said, just name it after me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good album. I like that album. Every day is a winding roads on there, which is not my favorite song, but that's the, that's the era we're talking about. You know, and she also talked about um, Santa Monica Pier, Santa Monica Boulevard. Santa Monica Boulevard. That was her first album. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Till the sun comes up. And married to Lance Armstrong for a little bit. Yes. Girlfriend of Eric Clapton for a little bit. She's the one who gave him cancer, <laughs> and also the one that pushed out Eric Clapton's kid from the window. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> What else you got? Uh, Black Street, number five, another level, because Black Street knows, yeah, no diggity. No <laughs> doubt. No diggity. <laughs> oh, Speaking of smooth 90s R&B, the soundtrack to set it off. I think En Vogue had a, had a good jam on there. All right. En Vogue was still, I still listen to En Vogue liked, right I now. Liked it, I like to refer to them as En Vogue. Yeah, yeah. I like to swallow throw it a little it, bit. Throw yeah, it into. Yeah. I don't like to say. I don't like to put the e on it. Yeah, it's like when you say in sync. Vogue and in sync and in vogue in sync. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's proper. That's vogue. Proper. Vogue. <laughs> this little album. This is the little album that could <laughs> this little. little this little artist. I don't know if anyone remembers from 1996. Delanis Morissette and her jagged little pill. This is still on its way up the charts at this point. It's 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 up a spot from last week, so I don't even think she's peaked out yet. No, that album's a juggernaut. Yeah. Is and that her second? That's her first. Oh, boy. I think, I don't know if you don't count like those weird pop albums she did in Canada, but then it would be like her fourth album. I don't fucking know. No, we'd have, we'd have just to start not. fucking splitting. Because I'm not doing the one with, thank you, India. No, no we're not playing that one. Uh, number two. Why'd you move your head side to side when you did that? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Listen, I already got one strike on me this episode, okay? Don't be, don't make it hot. Number two, <laughs> New Edition, Home Again. This is when they got all this the former members of New Edition. The so, worst top yes. ten. This Ronnie, Bobby, 19- Ricky, Mike, Ralph, and Johnny too. If I like a girl, who cares who you like? Yeah. This is the worst top 10 fucking so far. Dude, you ain't even heard number one yet, though. Okay. Celine Dion falling into you. <laughs> Strange times, I'm telling you. Oh, I just want to 96 fall was into odd. You. Mm. I'll cheer you up. Let's talk about the singles because that's always kind of a different game. Oh, boy. I hope so because those albums fucking suck. Well, what about this banger? Number 10, Last Night. From the soundtrack of Nutty Professor, the group is called As Yet, A-Z-Y-E-T. Oh, my God. So you're talking about- You don't remember them? Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Eddie Murphy on Nutty Professor and on soundtrack. that track. Yeah, okay. As Keep yet, going. I'm going to say going. that's their one hit. Yeah. Tony Braxton, you remember her? Number nine? Oh, totally. You're making me high. Mm. LL Cool J is lounging. Yeah. 
LL Cool J was losing a little bit I'm off hearing, his fastball I'm, at this point. Basically, yeah, exactly. What I'm hearing is a holding pattern. In 1996, there's a holding pattern. Nobody, it's a vacuum. We, they weren't using this distortion. <laughs> Marilyn started, you know, Trent told Marilyn, we need to double down on this kind of fucking distortion. We need to do this recording because all of this sounds fucking booty. It sounds booty. Until you get to number seven with the Quad City DJs. Do I even got to tell you the name of the song? Go ahead. Tell me. Come on, write it. Parentheses. The train. Yeah. Choo, choo. Come on, write it. It's a choo, choo train. Yeah. That's the jam, dude. Tell me you didn't. I appreciate you get down with my point. <laughs> <laughs> number six. Eric Clapton with a uh, babyface penned tune. By the way, babyface, babyface baby wrote it for baby him. Babyface wrote this mm-hmm. song. Change the world. Sounds like a babyface song. To, sounds like a babyface song. It, it's not a bad song, too. Yeah. That that one. It's not great. I don't sit. This is throw out any of the lyrics. <laughs> That's yeah. nice. Yeah. It's it's dancey. It's, it's not like a TV theme song from the '80s. I couldn't, yeah, for sure, <laughs> dude. Dude, that's greatest American hero for sure. <laughs> but I couldn't come up with it, and I appreciate that shit. That's All right. Like- <laughs> Oddly Stand sticking it. up for the, the clap man. No mercy. Who's that? Who's no mercy? Faith. This no is a more. bunch of Cobra Kai dudes that got a record deal. It was John Kreese's yeah. solo album. Songs. Of where do you go? Oh, where do you go? Where do you go? That's got to be it, right? Yeah, his second, his second fucking one that went to the charts was uh, "There Is No Pain Known in This Dojo." Yes, this song was called. Oh, there you are, number four. Your man Keith Sweat with "Twisted." Mm-hmm. He got his when he was trying to get his crypt orchid fixed. They got he had some torsion, and then he wrote this song called "Twisted." My neighbor in Des Moines, in my in the time I lived in Des Moines. His name Keith Keith Sweat. Keith Sweat. That's right. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, it was it's a fantastic pretty, name. Pretty, to be I helped change God given, God given name Keith Sweat. You want to know something? God given name Keith Sweat. I, I I helped him out with some with a few projects. I didn't ask him to help out with any of the projects over the other place. I feel like I, I went out there with a good you know good positive sum yeah. on some aspects. That's right. <laughs> Fuck you. Hey, listen, going. I know you're gonna like this one. Because it's a Jim Steinman song. Oh, Jimmy Stein! And I think that Meatloaf had done this at some point. I don't know if it was before or after this version, but this is Celine Dion doing It's All Coming Back to Me Now. Dude, Jim Steinman and Celine Dion is a great coupling. <laughs> that's a, that's <laughs> yeah, a, yeah. That's it, it's you know what you know what that's like? Huh. Lady Gaga. And Fikon, Fikon, Frank, I was gonna say Michael Bay, Taika Waititi. Uh, I can't, I can't think of the fucking the guy. Bennett, she, no, she Tony did, Bennett. She, hey, Lady Gaga. It's like Lady Gaga and Tony Bennett. Yeah, that's that. That's the rare couplings that happen. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate I you, you with would. this research. I thought research. you would. Donna Lewis, I love you. Always forever. Remember that little piece of shit? Always forever. Yeah, not good. Nah. Not so great. Nah. No, but I mean, I mean, no one can deny that this is just an all-time classic tune at number one. I mean, it was number one for fuck's sake. Macarena, oh. Bayside Boys mix 
by Los Del Rio. How crazy is that Macarena got crazy popular? It's nuts. Do you, can I tell you a story about Macarena? Please do. The time I did Macarena, the last time I danced the Macarena, was when I was in Alaska with my older sister, Tracy. And it checks out. Yeah, yeah. We had, um, we were going to get fogged in. We had to fly out. But as we're flying out from this remote island, we took a ship to a remote island. Then the remote island said, we can't fly out tonight. We'll fly out later. You'll have to sleep in the auditorium tonight of the local school that's got like eight kids in it. And, <laughs> and uh, on the island of Cake. And we went to the only liquor store. And when I... All you had was a long skirt, and a short skirt and a long jacket on the island of cake. When I exited the liquor store... I'll see myself out. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I bought a, a bottle of sangria because oh. I thought that'll carry us through. <laughs> Plus a little extra, you know, for yeah. some folks who want a little you know, spice in the stew. All right. I, it slipped out of my hands... And I dropped it right after the fucking liquor store closed. And everybody heard it, saw it, and we just, Tracy and I just looked down on the ground as this thing shattered. And we're like, fuck. And then looked at each other like, fuck. And I I dropped it. I straight up dropped it. We still had a great night. We still on your four, on your hands and knees licking the concrete where you dropped the bottle. Oh man, right with some broken glass in our fucking gums. Um, so we go into the gymnasium where we're going to sleep. So when the fog lifts, we can get out on a small plane tomorrow to get to a, to Juno to then Things fly nightmares out. Nightmares are made of. Yeah, real weird, fun, kind of weird situation. There's other stories that ha- there's other things that happen throughout the day, but. We lose our booze. A few other people have their booze. We're on a cruise kind of de- deal with some um, high school kids, supervisors, boat captain, blah, blah, blah. So there's only about six of us who bought booze. Anyway, we had enough throughout the night. <laughs> They're having a festival-ish in the auditorium where we're going to sleep. Oh so God. we're going to be part of this thing. <laughs> And uh, and it's a lot of high school kids, and they're doing like dance competitions. How midsummer ended? Did you have to kill anybody? It is a little bit midsummer, midsummer, <laughs> midsummer, midsummer. Um, and uh, and long story short, Tracy and I helped rig a dance competition during the <laughs> Macarena, such that one of the tribal elders' daughters could win a certain oh, wow. prize. Politics, baby. And we didn't. We politicked. We were never asked to politic. We felt it was correct to politic. And we got a few other people down with the politicking. And wow. then <laughs> and then and then we just left it at that. And yeah. we fucking left the island the next day. It was like we rigged that fucking dance competition. <laughs> we made sure his daughter would win. And we oh, all no. did the Macarena some, together. Some some girl who was 10 years old in 1996 is like, has got your name on a list. She's going to kill you someday. Man, come find me. <laughs> come find me, dude. Straight up, dog. Straight up. Yeah. Hey, did you remember that uh, Damon Wayans made a movie? Not Damon. Who's the older? Blank man? No, no, no. The older brother. 
Keenan. Keenan. Wayans did a movie with uh, Steven Seagal. Glimmerman, right? Yeah, that came out this month in 1996. Oh my God. You know what else came out? They were still out? letting him make movies. Dude, the Glimmerman sucks. And um, he, the Glimmerman. Okay, so let's get into the fucking movies of this. <laughs> Since time. the charts were such a disappointment. 1996. Let's the number. <laughs> the number. 1996. Yeah, it's good times. The Glimmer Man sucks. Steven Seagal sucks. And there's a great there's a great YouTube rabbit hole to go down as far as him lying about all the stupid shit he didn't that he's, do. He doesn't know Shotokan. What else came out? <laughs> the Akito Shotokan. Yeah. Scream came out this time. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So in the movies, you can go out. Marilyn Manson's playing. He's got some ripping <laughs> fucking drum beats going on. Scream's coming out. Fargo's coming out. Oh, it's good. Train spotting's coming out. Solid. Independence Day. Huge. Big With a one. Y. Tracy, my older sister, who we were just talking about. Oh, it's breaking apart now. Hey, Too you? many uses for that fucking, <laughs> fucking it's degrading. Um, yeah, yeah, Tracy and I went to go see Independence Day on Independence Day. the fuck out of here. People versus Larry Flint. Uh, solid. Blade, mm-hmm. Dust Till Dawn, one of my favorite movies. Pussy, 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 pussy. I'm just going to do quotes from every movie you do. Okay, know. yeah, yeah, cool. <laughs> one of my favorite movies because of the sex scene is Sleepers. Um, the Stephen King? No. Oh, Sleepwalkers. Oh, what's Sleepers? It's a movie uh, where some four kids from the Bronx end up pushing <sighs> down a guy's the hot, the dog, hot dog, dog thing. Mm-hmm. That's a Mario Puzo book, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Oh, that's coming out of nowhere. Dude. I don't, can't do a quote, though. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't know. No. Oh, I forgot all about that movie. Most of, most of the things from that movie. That was 1996. Yeah. And it's, Fuck. it's so good. Most of the stuff from that movie you can get from this. Don't be a baby. You're cute. <laughs> it is rough, but it's such yeah. a good movie. It's Count of Monte Cristo, yeah. uh, basically. And uh, The Frighteners with Michael J. Fox, directed mm. by fucking Pete from over on New Zealand. Um, the Craft. The Hobbit guy? Yeah. He did The, the Frighteners? Frighteners? Yeah, yeah. No shit. So good. All right. Um, Craft with the Witches. Happy Gilmore oh, with the Oh, wait golf. a minute. Was that like the Gen X Witches? That was like yeah, uh, yeah. Shannon, Fruza, da- Shannon Doherty. No, she wasn't in it. But <laughs> it was Fruza, the- and it was the girl from Party of Five. And then it was also uh, um, Dave Chappelle's girlfriend from what? from the oh Mary Jane yeah, yeah. so nice want to touch the hiney you know what I'm saying Kingpin and the Cable Guy whoa sick it, it, the album sucked that time but this cable is when guy. some directors Peter Jackson fucking Ben Stiller um, and uh, and the Coen Brothers um, and a number of people who were working in film are just starting to really mold that clay. They're getting they're getting their fucking mode on. Yeah, right now. music was sucking, but the, the films were getting good, huh? Yeah, yeah. For sure. Films were fucking great in nineteen ninety six. There's plenty more where that came from. We're not Nope. Nope, that wasn't we're it. Not. Try another one. Nope. How about this? I'm you sorry. got police officers in your safe way. You got police. problem officers? <laughs> 
<laughs> We're going to have a lot of trouble in the next <laughs> bunch of years, Jared, and I can't wait to go down that path. Maybe we just don't even speak for a whole podcast. <laughs> Dude, I've been practicing. I've been practicing, my friend. I will win. Oh, I will win the drop-off. I'm just telling you. I don't believe in a no-win scenario. I'll cheat to win. I'll Kobayashi Maru this whole battle. You pulled a Kobayashi Maru Kirk quote right there. Yeah, I did. You know what's great? Is you did it while you were leaning back in your chair with one hand. <laughs> like fucking That's the way Kirk. you should. Only way you should. You know what you know what you know what I'd say if I saw Captain Kirk? Hmm. I'd call him Kurt. Oh and he would say You son of a bitch. <laughs> Can we agree that Picard is a better captain than Captain Kirk? Oh yeah. Okay, good. I think all of the other captains were better captains than Captain Kirk. Captain Kirk. They fly him across the universe and he'd just start following his dick. Like a green babe would walk by and he'd like forget he was totally the captain of a ship and like he was all about getting it in with the green babe. He, he you know, he got, he got some stuff handed to him-ish. He kind of earned it, but he's also skirted it. He also it's, cheated. Yeah. So, you know. It's like, like Taipei. He's like, he's <laughs> like Shogun. Is he like that oh. guy from Shogun? See that cat? I haven't gotten to the audio book yet. Since 1981, when I was in kindergarten, I'm listening to the audio book now. So far, so good. No shit. It's true. It's true, Arnold. It's <laughs> fucking true. I'm glad you're fucking here with us. <sighs> we should get back in this album. Yeah, let's play. Where some we more. We're already like an hour and a half. <laughs> we're halfway through the album. Jesus. You know what? It's a long album. Bear with us, everybody. We got to make drops and have giggles. Something better to do. That's it for the movies. I'm not, I don't have anything to add to that. I mean, Glimmer Man is... Where are you going to go after Glimmer Man? Yeah, it's Steven Seagal again. Yeah. What are you going to do? Keenan Steven, it's not a good movie. Go fuck yourself. Happy Gilmore was amazing. Happy Gilmore was the time that we all of a sudden realized Adam Sandler has actually got something. <laughs> he got something going on. For, for film, Kingpin. Are you kidding me? That was Kingpin? 96 too, huh? Damn. Fucking Farrelly's. <laughs> Thank you, Jar. Something loose there, Tiger. Oh. <laughs> this fucking movie is a, the movie just hits home runs. Kingpin is like um, the great outdoors. It just starts <laughs> swinging. It just it's it's like ready, set, home run. Yeah, home run, home run, home run. That's my. <laughs> I don't want to overuse that, but that's going to be coming up a bunch. That's an amen right there. Yeah. Mr. Superstar, we're coming in the second half of this album. I mean, this is, uh, you were complaining about his lack of lyrical depth earlier. I did Wait till you that. get to the, the line that. here. It was, hey, Mr. Superfuck. Yep. Yeah. Okay. You don't even get it, dude. No, it's my mistake. You don't even, <laughs> you're not ready for the profundity of these lyrics. This is almost like uh, for those about to rock. Yeah. <laughs> One of your favorites. <laughs> I wanted to send that thing. Do you know that? 
You got yeah. two guitars and, now. And it's mixed right and left hard. Yeah, hard pan. You won't know that listening to this mono podcast, but take our word for it. No, and that's something you can miss on the podcast when we can't say which is coming right and left side. These albums, though, when we're listening to them, we, we could, we though, could. if you want to take you know five minutes to download your next podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe we'll come back to that when bit rates are up or, or, or whatever. Um, there's hard choices on this album to go direct right, direct left kind of mixes with some of that, with, with some of the instrumentation. Um, a lot of bands are going to kind of split the middle for the most part, and, and 70s, 80s bands are going to have more of that kind of middle compression. He's flirting with left and right over here. I, th- I mean, I think Hendrix was flirting with that too, with Axis Bolt as Love. I was doing okay. Yeah, Bolt Stereo was the new thing. Right. <laughs> so you can't. Well, I didn't mean to hit that. <laughs> 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 it was accidental. <laughs> but there are police Somehow officers in the though. safe way. There are now. You know that's true. <laughs> Mr. Superfuck. He, first, he's the god of fuck. Remember that song on the first album? I am the god of fuck. It's <laughs> rough. Cheeky, man. It's cheeky. Yeah. It's not my favorite song. It's it's, it's not no. a ton going on and here. And this is we're gonna the back the back half of this album isn't great. It doesn't it doesn't have a great wrap up. It goes too Ooh, long. I think it gets better once. I think you could take out some of these songs like we're listening to right now. In the middle, but I think it ends. I kind of like the way it goes down in the end. I like "Man That You Fear" and songs like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I, was a single I, I just too. Think huh? There's like three, four that we could chop, and, oh, it, easily. and the album wouldn't. I think suffer this would be all. one of them. Yeah. Like he's kind of already covered this, even narratively. Like he's kind of already covered this territory, and will uh, over the next few songs. Uh, so I totally agree with you. Like could have yanked out a few, a little editing. Yeah. But, and I kind of wonder because this album stands out as an extra long album. It's not a double album. It's about as much as you could do without doing a button a double album. Oh, it's a long play. It's like Billy Corgan was like, "Well, I just wanted to do one album with Melancholy, but they made me do two. But you got made like, me do two. I guess if seventeen is the number." <laughs> 17 tracks and there's no like skits I mean they're all like three and a half minute five minutes six minutes you get towards it they're all actual tracks so I mean it's a long ass record yeah and and it kind of feels like production wise when they're making it they were like we got that one we got this one we got that one I'm sure they circled back and and made it you know like mastering made it all cohesive because the album's totally cohesive it just doesn't take you on that that Jane's Addiction journey that maybe brings it to hard smasher, song, sing-songy. Marilyn Manson, for my knowledge and my appreciation, never got into artistic sing-songy. Never, he never sang near a, a campfire and made it, <laughs> made it seem actually kind of cool to be there. No, he's um, not a troubadour no, of any sort. No, and... and He's he's got he feel it, it feels like he needs the mechanical advantage to help him come through almost like you know a lot like Rob Zombie. Sure. I need this I need this push this technology to put my voice through to be something uh, uh, relevant or special or, or or hit a chord. You know uh, all of that subjective. I understand that. Um, 
I don't feel like if he just if we were sitting around a campfire or a fucking absinthe fucking you know pitcher yeah and, and, you're not gonna bust out Mr. Superstar on the acoustic yeah he's not gonna sing you the song he's not he's not a troubadour nah you know he's not a tour kind of deal yeah no I get it I get it it's not that kind of these aren't that kind of like you couldn't I mean maybe you could really rework some of these songs you'd have to put some work into it. well you'd have to write melodies there's not melodies all over this which is weird why I like it because I'm a melody guy yeah but I do like this album, and I think it's because it's a vibe. And maybe it was because I was there in 1996, and it was a vibe then, so I still just remember that vibe, and when every time I listen to it, it kind of is the same. You and I, I'm just remembering this. Mm-hmm. Before band practice many, many years ago, we were playing video games, or actually, we stopped. We just sat there, yeah. smoked a J, yeah. and listened to this record yep. from front to back in your living room. Yeah. I was sitting in a beanbag. It was amazing. Yeah, Got slacked out. Bag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we just put this on loud. Yeah. And sat through all 17 tracks. Let's just play this album. That's and it's a- just, I've always liked it. Yeah. I can't 100% defend why. I mean, I can't because I think some of the, it's nasty and the grooves are you, You're not filthy. One, once you get through the first three songs, you're not surprised by anything that happens after this. You yeah. appreciate when he dips it down. And we're going to, we're about to get into the where, what most rock and roll musicians of this time and era had to do was their blues jam. Their fucking <laughs> blues approach. Rollins did it with his blues jam on Rollins band and shit. Um, it fucking happens. He he did he did this too, you know, right right on course. But the album is if you're in for a penny, you're in for a pound. Thank you. <laughs> I was gonna go with nickel. Oh well. Low stakes. Yeah. It just, it kind of just blew my mind. I was 21 years old, right for a mind blowing. You barely got a mind when you're 21, so it doesn't yeah. take much to just blow it sky high. I was feeling it, and I listen to it now, and I, I still, even like songs like Mr. Superstar or Worm Boy, I, I still let this album roll. As much as yeah. I will admit that those are a bit of filler, that's eh, part of the piece to me. Yeah. Maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. That's the song where I run out and get in the mail real quick and then come back in the house. That's the other thing is this album, you feel like you could, once you put it on, you're putting it on for a vibe. It's a bit of an album yeah. and meant to be that way. Yeah. And then you can walk away. You can come back to it. You don't have to necessarily hear every moment of it because it's not making all these um, emotional adjustments throughout. <laughs> There's only a couple emotions being expressed in this album. This thing is a weed whack. There's a little bit of fucking weed, you know, leaf blower. Yeah. Yeah, it's just coming at you. Or bellowing. And and rarely. Okay, we were starting a tribute band. I like it. Yeah. I like his vocals. I like his lyrics, too. I like the messages coming through. But rarely am am I pushed by the words that he's saying. Um, again, to bring it to a, a Jane's Addiction parable, um, I can listen to Perry Farrell talk or in, 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 not talk, but but no, but no, sing. no, I can yeah, listen no, to that. No, it's almost insufferable. <laughs> Whereas Marilyn Manson, you can listen to talk, and and you're like, hey, fucking, this guy's got a head about him. No, Perry. Though I did just listen to a, a good Kurt Lauder. Kurt Lauder, by the way, Kurt Loader. Kurt Loader. Was he like eighty now? Cinder Lauper and Kurt Loader. Um, 
No, it, it was in the 90s, and he did an interview with Perry. You can oh, watch it on YouTube. he was only 70. Dude, it, it's, MTV, it's right before, like, the first Lollapalooza. And oh, shit. Yeah, it's it's a good interview, and it was perfect. It was a, fucking, I can, I'm talking about Jane's Addiction during Marilyn Manson. But it was, a, it was a perfect illustration of why Jane's Addiction didn't ever go, like, crazy huge. Yeah. Like Chili Peppers. Um, because... Perry, for whatever means, during this interview, they want to. Kurt's talking to him, talking about Lollapalooza coming up, talking about their turkin, talking about their next album. Um, but Perry, they they just don't know how to, he he doesn't know how to. He's talk on the wrong Perry. wavelength. Perry does not. Oh, talk Kurt to was him. way too buttoned down, to, way too square to be trying to speak and, to and, Perry and, for and real. Exactly, and Perry would be like, "Well, I didn't. I wasn't sure if I felt like that way." And and Kurt would be like, "Well, how do you feel about feeling?" And and, and Perry would be like, he was flipping an apple most of the time, and then all of a sudden started just started eating it. Yeah. And it was one if you're in a movie and the character's eating an apple, that character's that's an disrespecting you. That's that's code for fuck <laughs> you. Yeah. And and let me clean my nails with a knife while we're at it. Right. Right. It was. <laughs> it was. And. It wasn't uncomfortable, but it didn't go anywhere. The out, you know, the interview didn't go anywhere. Um, why did I transition into? Just wanted to talk about Perry. I think so. Yeah, that's fine. That's um, uh, fuck, fucking fuck, dude. That's right. Thank you, Madonna. I'm trying that's my life. best. That's right. No. Um, well, why? Why did I start talking about that, Jared? I need you. I need you. So- I don't remember. Kurt Loader interviews. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we'll move on to Kinderfeld. Kinderfeld. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm also Dude, coming to terms. I with was the... trying to carry that. I wanted to wrap it around know, while I'm you sorry. were busy. I got, I got it over my head. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, Kinderfeld. This reminds me of the uh, what I'm dealing with with my youngest right now, who confided in me, so I can tell the whole internet <clears throat> that she has a crush on Arnold Schwarzenegger. <clears throat> uh, in particular, uh, the character Dutch from Tur- uh, uh, Predator. Yeah, well. Because we watched that. Actually, we've seen all the Predators. That's her favorite. Because, and I quote, because Dutch, mm-hmm. he's cute. <laughs> <sighs> I was like, all right. Okay. Okay. Dude, wait till she sees. Commando. Wait till you realize he's the governor of California. <laughs> Not anymore. Not anymore, no. But, uh, yeah, he's 70. He's 70. Arnold's 70. He looks fantastic, too, by the way. He's doing good. He's all right. Um, Kinderfeld, that's what got me off. He, I, can do, I can do incoherent jags, too. You're not the only one, Chris. <laughs> Kinderfeld, coming at you. Yeah. Now we're talking. Turn that ray, laser ray on. And look, I go. It's probably a guitar, but it sounds like a dude. He's talking about Danny from fucking The Shining. Oh, I was going to say it sounded like the pussy trolls from Clerks 2. <laughs> Mouth, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
this is about the stage in this album where I just get kind of tired of it. And, get a little fatigue. And, and it's not because the later songs are worse or whatnot. It's not the structure. It's too much. It's so much of the... This one gets so fuck. Oh, this one gets there. There's a slow burn right here. This song is a slow burn. Most of these tracks you could take out independently, play them in a set somewhere, and they're all going to carry. They're all... Yeah. He got his wings. The worm gets his wings. Yeah. This is Nightmare on Elm Street right here. Oh, for here. sure. Yeah. But this is where you can, they drop it like, this is what you should do. No, it's, they get there. Creepy. Atmosphere. Like, this is one I would turn up a little louder than some of the others because it had that vibe. Oh, shit. Sure. This has got the vibe. But at the same time, strippers would still dance to this shit. This album is a classic stripper oh, album. Jared, you're opening up a can of worms right there because you can't ride the pole every track, to any Christ. Almost every track, which is a weird, it's a weird sexuality that <laughs> Marilyn Manson puts into his music. True that. that. Perry put into his music. I think hey, that that Trent obviously put into his music. Oh, fuck you, Mr. Fuck you like an animal. Rob Zombie. I don't. I don't feel Not sexuality so much sex from, off of him. From, from Rob Zombie. Though his wife is probably the prettiest out of everybody. Rob, Rob Zombie's wife. Rob Zombie's wife is absolutely gorgeous. I'm not shocked. Yeah. Rock and roll, baby. Remember I told you. Yeah, yeah. You ever, you ever see any of his movies? You see? Yeah, I saw the Texas Chainsaw Massacre that he did. I okay. liked. Not that one. Did he do Hills Have Eyes? I don't think I Rob saw Zombie House did of a Thousand Corpses. House of a, a Thousand Corpses and you to The say. Devil's Rejects. Rejects, yeah, yeah, those are... Uh, his yeah, wife. Those are the ones. Oh, his, that's his wife in this? She's is the, the curly blonde lady. Oh. The daughter. Well, good on you. movies. Good on you, Rob. Yeah, Robert? Yeah. yeah, like Sherry Moon Zombie or something like that. Oh, dude. Um, you hear that? That was a... That was a he's in pain, man. Oh, like when he goes into the... I would love to know what order they recorded this stuff in. Not, well, not thinking they finished one, went to the next They went back in time one. to 1972 to do this one, actually. It was this the time travel? This was <laughs> no, the time the travel first, one? the first song is the time... Well, in this one, too. They went to, like, a week ahead of time to do this one. It was still before the album came out, but they don't advertise that as yeah. much, but it was still a week ahead of time. Yeah, yeah. I already stopped listening to fucking Paul from the Wonder Years when he's explaining that. Oh, I can break it down. I might be tripping because some of these motifs, because it is a concept album, they show up in other songs. And some songs kind of thread into other songs and little pieces appear little in reprisals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost like uh, little vibes from one song to the next. Yeah. Little re- mini reprises. Little repeating motifs. Yeah. But I think it's this one, or it might open up the next one, but it just gets... What's hit me with this song is the backup feel. vocals, but mostly that distorted... Not the distorted guitar, but that... Overdriven. The bass line is overdriven. Everything's overdriven. Yeah, everything's overdriven, right? The whole thing. The whole premise is overdriven. This is, this is my shit right here, Chris. This is getting real loud and... In my truck. That's the thing. This subwoofer going is powerful enough not to be at towards the back end of the album. 
And I wonder why they didn't split it in two. I wonder why they made the choice and why his label made the choice and why everybody made the choice to make this such, like 17 songs? Yeah, it's a lot. That's that's two albums. That's a double album. Yeah. He's riding high. He's riding high right now because of the past success of, of his first album and that EP. And he's just like, fuck it, throw it all in. We're yeah. doing it. Trent's here. This is what, he didn't. We right. didn't come all the We're way down to New thing. Orleans for nothing. Is smoke it, these bones. If you not smoke these bones, Twiggy, we, we have a problem. We have a problem. <laughs> oh, Denzel needs to be on. Why is he not? He needs to be on our okay. fucking drops. All right. That's right. <laughs> I need. I'm gonna get the other guy. You look at me with all that familiarity. Listen, Sweetums or whatever. <laughs> That's got to be about the same year that. What year did He Got Game come out? It had to be like 96, 97 in there. Uh, it's in there. Oh, oh my love God. that movie with a passion. I heard that movie so Classic good. Lee, classic Washington. Dude, classic Djokovic. Not uh, Jovovich. Jovovich. Mila with like the most words I've ever heard her speak in a movie. And classic Lala, which is Ros- <laughs> Rosario yeah, Dawson. Yeah, yeah. What was his name? The guy that ended up playing for the Sonics, Allen. Oh yeah, uh, Ray, Allen. Ray Allen. Ray Allen was Jesus for sure. I liked all the real splitters. <laughs> his whole team, his cousin, his little short cousin. Yeah, yeah, ah! Booger, the Booger, and the real splitters. <laughs> yeah, Dude, yeah. I love that movie. We sh- oh, my name is yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm the best. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so fuck though, Russ. Yes. Listen, yeah. we'll do that album because that album is really great too. That's a Public Enemy soundtrack. That's a Public there. Enemy soundtrack. <sighs> That, 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 hey, soundtracks. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. You want to talk about maybe uh, our next Jag is doing some soundtracks? A little bit. Let's little do Top it. Gun. Let's do it. <laughs> little, uh, what was that? What was, uh, who was as yet? What, uh, from the, we'll do the Nutty Professor soundtrack. Okay. <laughs> Oak floats. 1996. Let it go. Oh, amp hum. Gotta love it. Classic. Very 90s. You knew this was... This is called 1996. Light a candle for the sinners. Set the world on fire. Love it. <laughs> Look, evil laugh at the end. Go Ginger, go Ginger, it's your birthday, fuck it up now. Yeah, this song needs to is to drop everything out. Drums and vocals. Drums and bass. This one I would not cut. No. This one stays. This could be, instead of beautiful people, this could be their second song. Too much like the first track. Very similar to the first track. Yeah. This could be the opening track, except that it's called 1996, and they recorded the first track in 97. I don't know if you remember that. It's a song about time travel. I don't know. It's a song called John Connor. All right, just like advertised. I love it when they sing the title. Oh, they said the name. <laughs> they said the name. They just laying it all out. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that, that's, that song gets me pumped up. I get hyped to that. I get old man hyped to that. 
Yeah, good. <laughs> I got graybeard hype to that shit. <laughs> yeah. I got a mohawk, Chris. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if you know this about Dude. me, but I'm ready to get hyped. On some Marilyn Manson right now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, where do you feel, where do you feel with the mohawk? Are you going to do one more round? In I think that, I will. I think I will, Do actually. one more round. I think I got one in me. This is That's the thing. The mohawk can be covered up with a hat at any time. Done this. Yeah, a little beanie. You're good. One more round. Take, you got to take it for another lap. And then I've make, only had it for like a week. Yeah. I mean, like I'm apart with it? No. Nah, I'm nah. going to milk this for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And I got to keep it at least until I see Steve Bergstrom next. Because oh. I'm, I'm kind of copping his steez pretty hard. And I noticed it because I got curly hair like him. Mm-hmm. So it kind of likes to do a little... You know, because there's no product in this. This is just no, no, natural. That's, that's, so I woke up. Oh, honestly, natural. I haven't even combed my hair yet today, Chris. Haven't even track. combed this beautiful Mohawk yet today. You don't comb um, a Mohawk. No, you just let mohawk it be. Mohawk do what it want to do. But when I see Steve Burson next time, and I'm going to do the weird thing where I walk up to him and like mirror his movements and shit too. Like he'd be like, oh, yeah. put a wave at me and I'll, I'll do the yeah, yeah. freak him out. It's like, in, it's it's like. I've always that, said uh, he's, a one, he's, a, he's a one third scale me. I've always I told him that. I would say. I would say, if, we you, got the same if you haircut. hug him too long, he may become a part of you. Well, I could spare some for him. He could be your cuato. <laughs> my my blaster. Or my master to my blaster. <laughs> he could ride on my back. Steve, you flat earther. We love you. If I could flat earth, Steve. I'm talking over this gym because I was getting too hyped. I had to bring no, it down. I was, if I listened to the whole thing, I'd be wait. I'd be like nobody, flickering the lights right now. I'd be doing all shit. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's missing missing nothing though by us talking over here. It's bang, bang, ding, ding. It's a little we, bit like the first song, it's actually. On it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the it's a good reprise. You know, solid one, two, three, fours on the hi hats. Yeah, and, kick those drums over, Ginger. And that's how this whole album ends. Is the whole. Ginger. It's falling apart. It's all falling apart musically kind of deal, you know? Good this drummer is... named Ginger? Yeah. Coincidence? I think not. Ginger's a strong name for drummers out there. You were thinking of Ginger Rogers? Baker. <laughs> Ginger Rogers yeah, yeah, yeah. used to be able to play the skins. Didn't you know? <laughs> she was in Count Basie's group for a little bit. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, what was she doing? She said she didn't work for blacks, is what she said. She left. Oh. Uh, I mean, I'm just telling you. Okay, strike two. I get it. We'll end the show before I get a strike three, I promise. I don't know what's into me because I've gone 10 years and never even came close to saying that word. No. But we come off a little hiatus. You should stop talking about it because that got cut out, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, <I'll get laughs> Nothing high. happened. I'll get high and leave it in. Nothing. You know You know, You know. know what I heard? <laughs> this, this is what I heard, Jared. You got police officers in your safe way. <laughs> and it's true. There's police officers in the safe way. We're in a pandemic. Shit's going awry out here. Yeah. You got a mohawk. We're sitting six feet across from each other bringing you this yeah, podcast. Four, now, four feet. <laughs> But there's plexiglass between us. You, you brought that up last week. We Let's got plexiglass. Me- yeah, we got pre- plex. We got plexiglass. We got plexiglass. We got you know, sexy glass. glass. Got some of that gorilla glass. We got some gorilla glass. Chris brought some gorilla glue. That's why we we're trying speak. to keep it all together for you in the pandemic. Thank you for listening to us. If you're listening to us, you're on to Spotify. You found that we're if on you're the listening new to area. us. That means you know we're us personally. <laughs> doing our best. That's my. <laughs> I'm going to use that forever. Madonna, I love you. Minute of Decay. 
and which is funny because it's almost five minutes long, but uh, this is how it starts. Cheeky. Ooh, a lot of wooby 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 stuff. This album. That's right. Okay, blues jam. <laughs> no, 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 yeah, no, 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 no. This is not another blues jam. This is Rollins doing blues. This is what most rock and rollers do when they decide to to go back to their five. blues. This is not a one four five. Dude, this is more trying guitar. to be like. This is more like when the Stooges used to try to be sensitive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is the worst boiled down blues jam you can do. And this is what uh, several bands do. Solid baseline, bro. Don't 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 hate on that. No, it's a solid baseline, but the baseline is way cleaner than any other time you hear the baseline in this whole album. So it, it sticks out. It sticks out a, like a blues thumb. <laughs> don't laugh at that Don't laugh at that dude <laughs> no, I'm down with the blue thumb <laughs> I'm in New Orleans Listen to that guitar's doing That's stupid shit on the guitar That's fun It's it's And it's mixed way the fuck back there They're just Vocals went center. Ooh, deep. Yep, that's okay. That's a little bluesy. <laughs> the lyrics are bluesy. The minute it's is born, it begins to die. Yeah. This is this is smoking bones. This is what this, happened when this they song came bones. out of definite bone smoking. This is bone smoking. Yeah. The bass is it's, it's just it's an outlier. It doesn't belong here. I think they here. could play this song at the at the fireside though. I think this is their fireside song. You're right, but this is the fireside song that when it starts playing, you have your Leave lady fire. lined up and you and her go walk away from the fire. That's when the fire gets you weird. You want to hear this song from about 50 feet oh, away. Oh man, I thought they were going to play Dave Matthews. All right, let's get out of here. It's weird. I'm going to touch my butt. Begins to die. Because you didn't get it the first yeah, time. It, it, it's just such a... It's so... It's just too cliche. It's too on the nose. And that's where Marilyn Manson has... He, he works in that realm, too. He does. Bar, Bob Marley, too. But, you know, where they say things super simplistic. Universal. Born, die. Ocean, sky. You know, that kind of shit. But we already know he's too cheeky. Bob Marley's not cheeky. We not are, cheeky enough. No. We, we know we know he... Marilyn's a little bit cheeky. And... and this song, we're, we're, what are we doing here? It does. It doesn't need to be there. It, it changes up the sound of the album, but it's not enough to really carry a vibe through the album. Yeah, but Chris, if you were in my basement in 1997, and the smoke was so thick we could barely see each other, yeah, and you were stuck on the couch, but you needed to go over that work sink and take a piss, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you were true, just working true. up the gumption. Yeah, this song ruled. Dude, I, I feel like I was two years past when that moment happened. <laughs> did it this, with Elton John. Yeah. <laughs> what? 
Which, funny enough, came before Marilyn. Yeah. There, you know, and I'm. I, it's just I, another blues jam, man. I'm willing. I'm willing to admit that, man. That you know, maybe. What's that? Sarah Silverman uh, show episode where they got really into this band because they were doing drugs every time they went and saw them. And then they went and saw them Without sober it. and they decided that the band sucked. <laughs> I mean, I, um, maybe there's a little bit of that. Yeah, yeah. This is this is Velvet Underground allure. Oh, watch your mouth. Oh, yeah. No, you, jams who's too, the cheeky boy now? What's their second album? The one with the banana. We should, we should, maybe we should Ugh, cover it, dude. It's got Nico on it. Dude, she went down on Jim Morrison. I saw that. <gasps> I watched that movie last week on the, when I'm in quarantine because it's on Amazon right now for free. Oh, really? Yeah. I should be downloading it right now, dude. I haven't watched that movie in a long time. It's hella good. It's good. I still don't Oliver think Jim Stone. Morrison was awesome, but I think that he Val? did an awesome job wait, wait, playing wait, wait. him. Hold no, up. I think Jim Morrison's kind of lame. As a person. As, as, a, as an artist. As a character. As as a yeah, entity. Yeah, yeah, totally. Val's portrayal was great. Ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. To the point now where I bet you a lot of people our age, when they picture Jim Morrison, Happy. they're actually thinking about to. Val Kilmer. That's fine. Jared, <laughs> I think Madonna and I also agree that you, you're 100% right. He did such a good job. The movie is The Doors, but it's basically Val Kilmer, yeah. or it's basically Jim Morrison. Sure. It all boils down to, nah, I don't give a shit about that, dude. <laughs> you were still kind of a shitty poet. Yeah, exactly. I see uh, what you were doing. The end is a jam, and yeah, that's about it. That last song kind of seems a little bit Doors-ish. Oh yeah, right. You know, you fucking rain men. Mother, yes, son, I want to kill you. That's very. Oh, you know, I bet you Marilyn took some notes. Had to, old Jimmy, because Jimmy's a fucking great. Jimmy knew media too. He wasn't. He wasn't oblivious to that idea. The portrayal. I'm gonna show it to you. You wanna see it? Shock value. Yeah, abs- 100%. Yeah. 100% shock You're value. all a bunch of slaves. Ooh, oh, there's an apple in the pussy mouth? Is that oh what he just God, said? Is that what he said? <laughs> Did he say that? Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, I'm just making connections here. That's, Synapses I think that's, are firing. I think that's where this series is going. As far as our podcast and us talking about these second albums, there's a whole mess of connections. There's a lot of spider webs with common producers, common themes, and also, what, what's the formula that makes a great second album? Typically, yeah. the third song is a kicker. This one, I think it's the second song. But this album goes way fucking long. Mm. The, a little bit of an outlier, you know, um, f- for this, uh, for the formula. Yeah. This thing breaks a little bit of formula, but it's also just eclipsing in an era um, of hitting a new stride of of uh sound we're doing yeah. we're doing that long distortion. i needed this we're i needed doing- this at the time it's it's so because much of a it cleanser. was it was all like seven mary three and and the, the verve pipe or you know it, it had turned to that yeah and i was like Ugh, i don't want this you keep folding it and it, it, folding it, it. it i don't want this it, i didn't want any of it i was like Ugh, this is gross and then but like tool drop Enema or something, right? Not too long before this. Yeah, yeah. And this album, I was like, it was. I was happy guy. And this is the crossover I see with these guys and Tool, where they both realize that hey, videos are fucking 
We're getting we're getting some fans because yeah. our videos are kooky. See, while the Verve Pipe was wearing shiny shirts with big collars, right, right, these guys are busy putting a look together. They're putting a look together. They're putting a they're putting a story together. There's, Marilyn Manson ain't got a stylist. No, there's a fucking narrative, um, and they Bro. they owned it. They owned their narrative. Um, <laughs> I have no idea what other. I have no idea what influences came in to make all their decisions happen. So I'll just put it under Marilyn Manson as the lead singer and 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 the general, you know, the general for the mm-hmm. army that's behind this band. I feel like Twiggy was a bit of a mover and shaker as well. I want to say he was a good foil at least. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I've no idea. I've no, I have no idea where he's coming from. Um, you should take that book with you. We got a book over there, Marilyn Manson book. I thought we brought it out a couple weeks ago. Yeah. All right. Listen, this podcast ain't getting any younger. Oh, you got to be fucking shitting. Oh, okay. Whew. I thought we had a real problem there. Our time's still moving. Yeah, our time's moving. Oh, my God. I had a, because there's, I had set like a, we haven't gone over two hours in so long that I set that as like an end point, but I don't know if it actually made us stop. Right, right, right. Anyway, the reflecting God. Oh, fuck. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. I, I messed up the beautiful poetry. Oh, my gosh. Oh, the world is an ashtray. This is more. Listen, 21-year-old Jared was like, yo, the world is an ashtray. Dude, I get you. The world's a vampire. The world's an ashtray. There the is an apple in the some... pussy mouth. I don't know. I knew there was. There's balls in the pussy butt. <laughs> If there can be balls in the pussy butt, there can be an apple in the pussy mouth. That's my. Your world is an ashtray. We burn it corn like cigarettes. The more you cry, your ashes turn to mud. Ah, see, that's see, nice. I like that fat bass. Now yeah. I, I'm liking this fat bass. This, this should be the second song. <laughs> Whoa, somebody got an Evo. Another good stripper song. Love it. Oh, you'll be sorry. Because it's a fucking jam. They should cut out about five songs in the middle. Should, in the middle, and this, yeah, should, yeah. this thing should be shoved up to about number seven. That's where it would probably be if you cut out a little bit of that fat. Shit. That modulation is fucking fantastic. Yeah. Ah, uh, see, that's why that's why we came. That's why we came here today. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for staying in because this is a fucking cut. The reflecting god. That's right. Drop science right there for your ass. Be- 
Oh. The way the way this song's mixed is you're hearing all the instruments. You're not hearing the fuzz. A lot of the song you hear, they make the fuzz between instruments um, be kind of the drone note, mm-hmm. the carrier through through the signal throughout the album. This one, you have an echo. You have that. There's that, those guitars. Are, it's happening, but that's their in, that's in the at instrument. Okay. The bass is clean as fuck. The drums are clean as fuck. The vocals are clean in their Ish, in their yeah. process. You know, they're com- they're still the vocals and the guitar are mixing that distortion. See, this reminds me of a song they would have had on like their first album. Yeah, raw, old school. Dude, that guitar sound with a wall of fucking, <laughs> yeah, fucking marshals. Yeah, that's a buzz saw. I would love to be able to do that. Feel your arm hairs move when you hit that open E. Actual air moving because of the volume that you're playing. That's a, That's got to be amazing. It's got to be amazing. This is a little bit Ted just admitted right there. This Start is Start ramping up. Yeah, yeah. You know. Oh, here we go. He's at the campfire now. Yeah, yeah, a little acoustic return. (laughs) Your s'more is burning right now. Why is your girlfriend leaving? where the bass becomes indistinguishable from the guitar. They're, they've molded right. into one instrument on this point. The fuzzy middle. <laughs> I just love singing mo- the word. The word motherfucker is so fun to sing. Mother- motherfucker is a great curse, and it always has been from the conception. From yeah. the get-go, motherfucker has been is just been one, it's been in the top five. Now, I mean, this this song's got that repetitive, blot, blot, blah, da, 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 blot. Did you drop a motherfucker blot. in there? Gold. Sure. sure. It, it's 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 almost like um, it's almost like telling a joke. It has a certain trigger rhythm. Right. I need to write a song that has motherfucker in it. That's what I think. Have you ever sung motherfucker? Motherfucker. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the, uh, we'll be, as you know, Chris, we do a Rage Against the Machine tribute. Okay. 
uh, I believe at the end of uh, their, you know, the one big song that yeah. everybody likes. Motherfucker! Motherfucker! And scream, like, just get to go, Motherfucker! Yeah, and that's at the end of the show, and you just let it all out, and it's pretty cathartic. I won't lie. Yeah, yeah, motherfucker. That's pretty good. But I want, I want a motherfucker of my own, dude. There is so Rosie O'Donnell had a league of her own. I want, a, I want, a, <laughs> I want a motherfucker of my own. She did a great job in that yeah, movie. Did. So did Madonna. Um, there's got to be something incredibly cathartic about singing in front of a crowd, and and just belting. Whatever, just cadences out. Let yeah. alone, um, you know, words and intention and meaning. You know, especially I was. That's funny, Chris. I was just thinking about this the other day when I was taking a little time in my day to be grateful for things. Yeah, nice. <laughs> I thought, no, really, yeah. it is like when, but it it is really if you got a band behind you that is fucking. There's some power coming through. You can yeah. ride that snake, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is some shit. And if you get to throw a motherfucker on top of it, no, you're, you're, <laughs> amen. You're like it, it, it. Maybe the best sports analogy I can make is you're like a pitcher. As a lead singer of a band, you're like a pitcher where they, everybody's got that back. Like coming the infields covered, the outfields covered. We're ready. The catcher, base player is the catcher. By the way, did you know that? Really? Yeah. Oh, you yeah. think so? Yeah, yeah, I gonna, yeah. I was gonna go with manager. I was gonna, I, I was gonna, I was gonna go. I was gonna the bat ca- boy. The catcher, the catcher's the manager, and the bass player is the person who's selling hot dogs. Oh no, no, Christopher. No, no. no. Second base. I'd go bass player. Second. It's the base. catcher, man. The bass player is the catcher. I'm here to tell you right now. Okay. 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 I'm here to tell you. I'm, I'm, I'm open to the analogies. Okay. Lead guitars. Lead guitars. First base. Is, I was gonna go with baseball. Okay. You Lead guitar, get, first base. Bass player is catcher. the person in the bicycle that rides you to the stadium. <laughs> the rickshaw driver. <laughs> rickshaw. Drummer is shortstop, by the way. Okay, I'm with that. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, know what I mean? I'm with that. We don't even need to talk anymore. Yeah. That, that's good. If you got a second guitarist, that's he's covering the outfield. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Okay, okay. I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, my yeah. drop's open. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bass, okay, now I'm coming around to bass player's yeah. catcher. If you got a keyboard player, third base. Dude. I was going to go third. Yeah. I was going to yeah. go third. <laughs> if you got backup singers, the second base, dude. Yeah, okay. Okay, okay. All right, you see what I'm... You started this analogy. No, you're laying it down, you though, You started dude. this. I'll open, the, I'll open the eight, you close them. <laughs> it's, a, it's a super eight powder skiing analogy. All right. Anyway... Jared, fucking great! You you taking me from the bass player from being outside of the stadium onto the field, and I appreciate that. Well, you know I'm a closeted bass player, Chris, so I got I got skin in that game. I bet if I was playing drums and you were playing bass, we could oh, come we up could with groove. some fun. We could groove. We could, uh, I mean groove. Yeah, because yeah. we crossed over as 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 drums rhythm and guitar, guitarist. You know, so I always felt part of the rhythm section, even as a guitarist. You respected the rhythm section. I'm guitar George. I know all the chords, but I'm strictly rhythm. I don't try to make it cry or sing. And Christopher don't mind if he doesn't make the scene. Yo, he's living on a boat, man. He's doing all right. This is the man that you fear. This had a video that was kind of freaky. If you remember, if you don't, look it up on YouTube. I'm sure it's there. This is very ballady. 
But it's a creepy ballad. This is goth ballad. Yeah, More Mellotron. Yeah. John Lennon drums. They're, t- they're taking that atmosphere. They're bringing it into the atmosphere right now. Ooh, the screen is us and we're TV. Back when people watch TV. It's that that media awareness he's got. Tool came back with Vicarious uh, on their song with, you know, you want to watch this, you're good with it watching through the the, TV. It's the George Carlin, kind of like it when a lot of people die. A lot of these tunes are coming from George Carlin's perspective. That he Which was, was doing mid-90s. in like the mid-80s, oh, 90s. Mid-90s yeah, is that. He, I kind of like it when a lot of people... Oh, no, that was actually right after 9-11. When it was totally wrong to it say that totally shit. wrong to say. But he said it anyway. But, but he had been thinking it before then and realized right. this is a bit... What, am I going to burn my whole hour? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is... That's, that's a, the thing about this. When there's such a media reaction... It's indicative to see that there's a media reaction, and because of that, you understand the limited understanding of what's going on, because you're succumbed to that reaction. Is it? Is that? Was that totally foggy? The way I said I, that. I, but it's not on you. I've had a little, I've had a little bit of whiskey, but I fell off like the last five seconds. Of that. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Well, you're standing in a mirror fucking combing your mohawk, dude. <laughs> it's glorious. Dude, it is glorious. By the way, I don't think it's cult- cultural appropriation. Oh, no. Because I'm like a 116th Montauk. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, Mohawk. Why yeah. Mohican. No. Why don't you go back to New I'm York? The same, I'm the same kind of Indian that uh, uh, fucking Daniel Day-Lewis. The Irish oh, kind. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're long right. Oh, is he Welsh? What is he? Is he Irish, Welsh? I mean, I don't know how Scottish. well he's doing, but I think he's doing he's pretty Welsh. See? Little, little white album there. Little white album. Yeah, it's a little white album. It's a little bit... It's a little like, we represent... <laughs> you know. They're, 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 two, they're two bones deep in this one. Yeah. One bone too deep. I still rather listen to this than Tony Braxton. Tony's got some jams. Obviously, we could split it up into. Oh, jam, I mean, we're not putting this jam. against like "Unbreak My Heart" or anything. No, but, no, 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 for sure, you know. for sure. But this one, this one could drop off the album. If yeah. we're cutting five, this one, this one's coming off. Yeah, I agree, and it was a single too, which is crazy. But the it only just thing loses that, it. It loses the momentum. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a poorly edited movie. <laughs> uh, not that it's a it's a poor job making a song, but there's there's ghosts of triggers they want to like do. He, yeah, I feel like he did a he did a better version of this song on his next album. Yeah, I think this might just is like embryo. I can't remember the name of it right now, but mixing wise, it doesn't have the low end it yeah. needs to hit that. He did this song better later. I'll Ooh. just put it that way. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Still thank a creepy, you, Jared, for still your insight. <laughs> thank you, thank you for being you. Thank you for your having your insight. Straight up, Doc. Straight up, uh, Jack. Oh, 
I had a trouble with my birdie bugle. Yeah, it doesn't really. It's a, it's a, it's a drag. Uh, this is this is Faith No More on Epic in oh. their outro. This is yeah, you yeah. Know, dun, little, dun, we're dun. ghosting piano into it. Yeah. You know, Faith No More did it. Did way better. <laughs> did way better. All oh, the humanity. Faith No More did way better. Oh, but you got to break it down into the. Oh my God! There's a minute and a half of this. Oh yeah, no, it's it's this is white album territory. This is number nine. Number number nine. Labrals of all. You got police officers in your safe way. You got police officers in your safe way. Who are you? See, I thought that was just meant to be there. It's just it just feels like it should be there. I buried Paul. You think I don't know the law? <laughs> See, we talk about that movie enough. That's going to be a great drop to have. You know what? Tina's second album. Whatever it is, I don't give a shit. Oh, with with Let's Ike? Just cover Tina. No, no, or that's solo. exactly the conversation to have. Yeah, that's that is. I think we go solo. How about this? Bolo. We did solo bolo. <laughs> we did we did a double David Bowie, coming and going. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Why don't we do a Tina second album with Ike? And a Tina second album on her own. Oh shit, I like that. I mean, we might get some Nutbush City Limit. You know that song? Oh, that's dude, Nutbush. I, I, Nutbush. Oh, Nutbush. She's throwing it out that's there. That's when I. She's you know, throwing it out there. Yeah, and no shade at, at Beyonce, but people get all excited about Beyonce, and I go, "You not heard Nutbush?" Yeah. Nutbush. Nutbush. Go listen to it. Yeah. And come back to me, dude. We should revisit. Let's just we, do Nutbush. We, we won't do it right now. <laughs> we'll do the second it on, song we'll do it on another episode, <laughs> and this isn't ending, but we're coming soon. We get we got to revisit uh, Tina. Tina for, we should restructure the show such that we need to do some Tina. Do what here. we got to do to make some Tina happen around. Yes, here. yes. You think I don't know the law? I think you do know the we law, do. Tina. I respect it. You were a cop in the after in, in, in Armageddon. <laughs> Jared thinks you were a mailman or something. I'm not sure what he thinks. I think you and Mel had something going together. And I think we need to structure our parameters such that we come into talking about you more. I would love to hang out. If Reach out. www.hangoutwithchris.com. Oh, Tina Turner, if you're listening. Email. Do we have an email? Just hit us on Twitter or um, just do Twitter or the other one, Instagram. Chris is on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. You'll catch one of us. We're getting there. You got something to say. You're going to get there. We're easy to find, okay? We're putting it out there. We're easy to find. Yeah. What's on your mind? Yeah. You tell me. Yeah. Roses All- are red. Yeah. I made up the rest. Why don't you tell me something? Okay. Well said, Jerry. You feel that? That's fucking. All that's right. fucking. Let's bring this album home, the can we? Help me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's bring this album home, Chris. This is the final song. It's titled "Untitled," which is another '90s move. Just have "Untitled." Like, oh, we can't even be fucking buggered to name this fucking song. Yeah, backmasking. Mm-hmm. Tool did this in years later with, uh, you know, part of the Satan's gear. Satan's balls. 
Yeah, yeah, and the and the and the, the drum the drum machine breaking down and Bob Lazar confessions over <laughs> I've seen aliens. Yeah. Uh, and the gravity machine <laughs> floating up in space. Aliens don't wear clothes. Remix. Yeah, I like. I don't know if this ever actually breaks into a song. I don't think it does. Number nine. Number ninety-six. It's got. It's got. This is. It's a bold move for an album. It's never necessary on an album. You know. Yes, and I think on Amazon they're calling this untitled, but I think it was really yeah. a hidden track back yeah, in the yeah, day. Yeah. On your CD, they didn't call it untitled. They just didn't list this track, and it was just extra shit. Yep. And it was somewhat obligatory back in the day that you would just have some bullshit. Some people even went to the fucking hassle of doing this. Check this out. You can have negative space, like negative time on a CD. Right, right. Where you can pop your CD in, but if you don't hit rewind after you pop on the first track, you can have like 20, 30... Shut up, Marilyn. Yeah. Uh, you could rewind into the first track and catch like pre roll bullshit. Pre first. Yeah. Yeah. Cheeky. Yeah. Digital hijinks, shenanigans going on. Tool did this very well mm-hmm. with hidden tracks back there. I think Nirvana did it. They hit a cow licking its own there. asshole in the physical CD. Yeah. They're the kings yeah, of that move. shit. A good, good move on Undertale. Yeah. Um, the, 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 my colors blue. Real fucked up on drugs. So the idea of putting something at the end of an album that's disjoined right. seems very mid to late nineties. It it went out of fashion pretty quickly. I feel <laughs> like putting phone answering machine messages at, at like the end of your albums. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, you people yeah, yeah. always have the answering machine messages. Hey man. Uh, yeah, I got the new album. Uh, that's pretty good, dude. Uh, call me about Friday. We're going to get all that cocaine and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you know where, where I think a lot of this holds root? Hmm. I want to say George Burns. It's not George Burns. It's oh. Naked oh, Lunch. F- fuck George Burns. <laughs> it's... <laughs> How dare you bring Easy up George God. Burns around here? Dude, that's God and the devil, God. dude. God. Oh, God, you devil. George Burns. You know what the fuck? Who the fuck were you trying to talk this, about? This is what I heard about George Burns one time. Is he was sitting in the Friars Club, and a guy walked up to him and said, Hey, George, I'm 80, and I just played three rounds of tennis. What do you think about that? And George Burns said, When I was your age, I had to clap. <laughs> Go That's my fuck boy. yourself. Is That's what my I'm boy. About. George Burns, now and forever. Um, oh, God, you devil. Uh, what I'm talking about is who are you trying to think of? Uh, it, well, in this in this time, there was a lot of that uh, uh, the after track. The oh yeah yeah the you hidden. go you go through several. You or know, there'd be silence even for like five ten minutes. Tool did it for yeah. sixty nine tracks. You right. know, kind of. Oh deal. yeah, it's you just, could tick them off like one second tracks. I forgot about that move. The one second tracks to to what's the digital. Analog that you can put to a six track, such that it happens down the road yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and this is this <laughs> sounds like that, except for they didn't feel like putting yeah. that many tracks there. They the, felt like just getting right to the point. The aforementioned, or maybe not aforementioned, typo negative. Put uh, 
put a artificial scratch in there to make it like skip. Right. And they were like, psych! But it busts into the song. Pretty sweet. The Andy sweet, Kaufman, cheeky. Yeah, the Andy Kaufman approach to yeah. digital media. Um, that's what this the, That's what this screams. And it was short-lived, and I don't think it's going to come back too much. Maybe, maybe in about 30 years or so. But it's the idea of last track you still listening that's basically what it's asking you you're still too lazy here. to get off the couch uh, aren't you yeah you're still here uh, flip over the record this wasn't a record this would obviously would recycle <laughs> so he goes hello <laughs> turn me off <laughs> yeah wake up turn me off we're done here this album obviously has with this one in mind yeah. a few tracks that it could cut off could end it on that uh, banger you know what I'm saying? 1996. When when is it a bad idea to bang on a fucking banging song? I don't know. And I mean, you can go out on a low, but it has to be that has to be some solid shit like the uh, like indifference for Pearl Jam on in uh, their second album. If you're gonna go out on a low, you got to be able to wrap it around back into your beginning high. <laughs> True words have not been spoken. That's my. <laughs> However, I still think this is a great second album. Maybe if it's got a little filler. Wait till the, uh, wait a minute, 97, we're already past the 20 year. The 25th anniversary comes out with extra bonus tracks and you got a 25 track album. Oh my God. we'll do a second review. Yeah. Probably not. But if you were there in 1996 in October. I'm going to quote, I'm going to quote JFK to end this album. Okay. Too much Marilyn, not enough Manson. Oh, that was his last words. <laughs> no, his last words was like, "Did you? Did, what the? F- <laughs> Jesus, Jack, you get my brains. Did I just derail this whole thing? You did. You made me do a JFK joke, and you know I solemnly swore never to do that. <laughs> Jack, you get my brains. Hello. Uh, oh. Does this mean we're not friends anymore? <laughs> not at all, dude. We're going to be friends from this episode into the next, the next episode. Long and strong. Down to get the friction on. Smoke weed every day.